Hello, everyone. Thanks for checking out the Direct Input Podcast. Today is Saturday night, and we are at Spencer Home Studio. December 1st is the uh, the date, and I'm joined with Mr. Chris M.T. That's Chris Montana. M.T. 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 <laughs> Big mom. <laughs> Has there been, I don't think there's been a van, um, band yet that's referenced Pig Vomit. Has there? Uh, I don't know. It, but like, is it did, pig vomit or is it pig? Vi- well, it was pig vomit in the movie. It was really pig virus, right? Pig virus was really, yeah. He can like did like WNBC own the whole rights yeah, to that. WNBC. I saw <laughs> Howard Stern do the speech for Bon Jovi. Yeah, recently for yeah. A Hall of Fame induction. Yeah, he's a he's a big fanboy. Yeah, wicked. He yeah. brought up a good point. You know, there's like more people. The average sperm, like the the average. Like load of sperm is like a hundred thousand or a million or some shit like that. The, he, bon Jovi sold more fucking records than sperm. Fucking, that's crazy, dude. <laughs> fucking like hundred thirty million fucking Bon Jovi albums out there. Yeah, but how many of those hundred million are viable? Well, slippery wet, went uh, wet. New Jersey's <laughs> gonna be viable, but yeah, like you have a nice day. Uh, you know, everything after. Jesus, fuck! I can't, I couldn't name you any. Have a nice like, day, Jesus Christ! Yeah, I, I even forgot that song. Have a nice just, day. Yeah, that's. I mean, I can fuck with the. It's my life. You know, yeah. I like that song, but have a nice day. Yeah. What is it about? It's my life. You can fuck about. What, what, what is that? Oh, dude, it's just a. It's just you get stuck in your head like before the first fucking two measures are even like through. It's just. Yeah. It's it's a it's a great fucking pop song. Yeah. You know, I don't like drive around listening to it, like rocking out to it, you know, but it's a good song. I mean, I could hear it once and remember it fucking 20 years later. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good going to the commercial riff. Yeah. Coming out of commercial. <laughs> you know, watching college football and fucking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there it is. And I mean, the message of the song is pretty cool, too. So, you know. yeah, it's positive. Yeah. But it's like rebellious See at what the happens same time. when you book positive music <laughs> <laughs> My favorite Staples quote ever <laughs> High Spirits is playing Everybody's fucking going crazy Having a great time And you just lean over and you go You see what happens when you book positive music Christopher? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like a cheerful fucking Gang vocal fucking You know Sing along Fucking Bunch of motherfuckers in a circle Looking at each other Singing loud and proud Hey you know It's, uh, it's a formula that works I believe it's called Don't Boris Get to the Chorus, <laughs> as Bon Jovi referred to so yeah. eloquently. Well, it's doing pretty well for him. Yeah. Have you ever been to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Been there? No. Yeah. Cleveland? No. No, I've never been to Ohio. Really? No. I'm really? very deficient with, uh, with Midwest travel. Um, I'm more of like a coastal uh, traveler when it comes to the U.S., you don't get on a plane and just jet around. You you fucking drive maybe like if you were to go to Florida, would you drive down or would you take a, a flight to Florida if you had time, like two weeks? What would you do? I don't think I would drive to Florida. Really? I mean, unless I mean I, you know, the one time I went on tour, uh, you know, in a van, like we went as far as uh, North Carolina and then came back up, you know. But I don't know. North Carolina. Oh, boy, yeah. <laughs> Played down there with Sexcrement about fucking uh, 10, 8 years ago. Yeah. It was literally a week to the day. And um, they got like a quarter inch of snow. Peter Oh, it shuts down the whole fucking yeah, state, whole right? state yeah. fucking shut down. Fucking uh, yeah. state of emergency. They didn't have like legit sand for some reason. There was like charcoal no, or something. they don't have all that like, shit on standby because <laughs> like, I mean, here it's just like, yeah, that's life in New England. Oh, yeah. But, Absolutely. Yeah, down there, like. Yeah, 
I know. I'm, I'm very familiar. It happens in like northern Texas too. Sometimes I'm in the you know transportation and logistics industry as an analyst, so like you know I know all about it. Like, <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa! What is, what is that? Like logistics and analyst? Explain that. Uh, I'm a transportation analyst um, um, for a, a large corporation. So, so what you talk about how things are moving around, how people fucking get in traffic, distribution and shit? services for uh, you know goods that need to get from um, the point of sale to uh, uh, you know, distribution centers and into stores. Okay, so picking, packing, and fucking get it out of here. No, it's more like arranging transport for goods that have been purchased wow. uh, to enter our distribution network and then uh, get to the. To the stores where people then buy the products. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that's like a huge thing, though. Like, in like, you know, I mean, would you walk into school and explain that to, like, you know, like, like a, a group of third graders and be like, yeah, well, you know, like. Um, well, my son is incidentally a third grader, and uh, I've tried to, I actually tried to explain it to him for the first time uh, a couple of weeks ago. And uh, I'm not sure I explained it too well on a third grade level i was trying to show him as i was doing it and uh he's just kind of like oh <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy though i don't think like most people understand anything these days like all these baby boomers and shit and you know like they don't understand fucking how computers work or spreadsheets or anything it's well some like, of them do my, some. Mom, my mother's uh, 73 years old and just retired a couple of years ago and she was her last position was she was a, a programmer you know really well, yeah so you were raised by superwoman <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Jesus Christ. What yeah. a wonder. So, yeah, some boomers get it. Some. <laughs> some. Well, she, and your mother's 73, so she's like, yeah, that is a boomer. Born 45, yeah. Yeah, so. my father's born in 45, too. Yeah. My father can't do anything. Well, I mean, he can do a lot of things, but nothing technologically. He's a very two finger uh, typer. You know? Tube finger? Two finger. Two sir. finger. Two. <laughs> two, two, two. But, but only both in index fingers. Yeah. You know? And everything's very <laughs> pronounced when you fucking punch. It really punches the, the you know, the yeah. keyboard there. So that reminds me of uh, a job that I had um, about 15, 16 years ago. I worked with uh, a guy who was probably in that age range. He's probably like in his mid-70s at this point. Um, and uh, he, he was a total asshole. And he, he worked uh, in an area near to where I worked. And I wanted to play a prank on him. So um, <laughs> he typed like that, right? Two fingers. And to get into our computer system, you had to enter like, you know, your network ID and password or whatever like that. So I flipped around the M and the N on his keyboard. I like pried the keys off and flipped them around. <laughs> and uh, Savage. Yeah. And he fucking couldn't log into his computer. <laughs> so he got like all like all his work buddies like trying to help him like figure out what's going on. He's like, my PC's down. I don't know what's going on. It turned into a whole thing. He couldn't. He he couldn't get in the whole day. And I think, like at the end of the day, me and my buddy went in and we flipped him back. <laughs> Nobody ever knew what happened. That's crazy, because like I, you know, I'm so orientated or acclimated rather or fluent. I'm not sure what the word is. But fucking with typing these days, I could. I don't think I could actually express where the fucking keys are. If you gave me a blank map, I couldn't tell you that. But if I just sat down and looked at a screen instead of fucking railing off, I could get it done. But like. Yeah, I mean, I've been using a computer since I was like five or six years old. So, like, and even I couldn't tell you beyond the you know Q W E R T Y. Yeah, the QWERTY. I yeah, I and O are next to each other. Uh, M and N are next to each other. That's a, yeah. That's crazy. Now that's I think a, about it. 
It's because I never fucking look at it. It's not like I get familiar with how it looks. I'm fucking like video game controls are another thing because he's sort of constantly reminded and mm-hmm. it's a you know smaller option. Yeah. And it's just thumbs and shit. But I mean, you get your WASD. I don't know what the WASD is, but like <laughs> that's about it. But fuck, man, I don't know. It's crazy. You can't just I don't know. It's it's hard for me to explain to people what the fuck I do sometimes because it's so much. But like you know, you're in a situation too where you're talking about like the utmost fucking like metadata regarding like labor with fucking you know a massive fucking corporation it's mm-hmm. not just like a fucking casual fucking thing it ain't like fucking blowing leaves into a pile and fucking putting <laughs> it on the back of a truck you know like, yeah that's crazy you excited about the future to be here tonight wait it was three years ago you, you uh you and i sat down together and yeah three co- years ago uh but that was at ralph's oh, yeah um and we had kind of a a time you know a time limit on it and uh oh yeah you know the format was 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 a little different, so yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to mixing it up with you tonight. We got a we got all the time it. in the world. We got a mixing it up. What do you mean? I don't mean in a confrontational way. No, not at all. Sparring? Well, Josh, you know we've known each other for what almost twenty years, yeah, and yeah. we always have good conversations. Oh yeah, right. And usually the best one is just the two of us talking to each other. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. but it's always at shows, and like we're fucking got some band playing. And like, ah, like, just like, well, yeah, because yeah, like, if it's at Ralph's, I, I'm typically, you know, most of the time, I, uh, I'm involved in a promotional, you know, uh, role, you know, running the show, whatever, or assisting with it. And you're usually, you know, DJing, and people are always asking us for, you know, questions or to help them out with things or, or whatever. And there's other things to do, like, you know, yeah. So it's nice to be, just be sitting here, nobody else. Was it now 12, 13 years you've been doing fucking Metal Thursday? Uh, May of 2019, it will be 13 years. So. Goddamn. I've I've made the open claim. I've, you know, I closed the fucking deal the other day, even. I <laughs> sound like a broker. <laughs> I closed the deal. <laughs> but legit, it, I, it's the fucking longest money, running metal night, I think, in the history of the world. Um, it Very well, maybe. I, I know, I With, think... Well, I mean, I'm sure the Rainbow's got some DJ shit, but, like, you've been actually booking fucking shows. Live like, underground. Live metal, shows, yeah. underground fucking shows twice a month. Bi-weekly shit fucking. Sometimes th- more. It's yeah. going to be 13 fucking years. It's crazy. Yeah, I mean, what was it? Two nights ago was Metal Thursday, 385. Really? 300. Yeah. That's a reasonable room and number to work with. CCCL. X X X V. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was getting crazy there for a minute. Fucking like, it was, it, it, I haven't seen too. Am, am I oblivious to the uh, to the substantial fucking flow of Roman numerals uh, that are presented in your flyers, where you just be like, "Hey, Melters, I don't want to give you the three hundred eighty-five no more." What do you mean? Are you oblivious? Am I oblivious? Have you? Are you still using the CCCs yes. and all that shit? Yeah. You are? Fuck. I didn't get CC'd on that. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, fuck. I mean, when we first started, like. I had no idea how long it was going to last. So I just, like, I think the first one, you know, obviously I didn't say, Metal Thursday number one, you know. It, the thing, the first one didn't even have a flyer. The first one was just an experiment. Yeah. You know. Um, and I think maybe by, like, the third one, I, I started giving them, like, the, you know, the number sign or hashtag, whatever the fuck you call it. I don't know. What, what, Roman the, numerals. The pound. Yeah. <laughs> no, and then, and then the, the actual number three, then number four, then number five. And I think after... Eight or nine, I switched to the to the Roman numerals, and it's stuck ever since. So it's easier when it's just like you know one or two uh, letters, and then 
now at 385 yeah i mean it's like <laughs> yeah yeah there was a few strings out there wrong. yeah i forget exactly what the hell it was it was probably around fucking near the 300s or some shit actually 400s would be pretty wild too mm-hmm. well you get you're gonna have three having three is a high character set though it's a yeah, high probability yeah, especially the, with roman numerals yeah yeah because when you get to four, then it's the it's just gonna be IV the, yeah, or whatever CV. Like, so you'll be CV, at CV yeah. coming up soon. So you got fifteen more IIIs or CCCs. Yeah, that's right. Because four hundred. Yeah. Wow. It's, wow. Wow. Yeah. I don't know, man. Uh, the best one I think was uh, Metal Thursday fifty because that was Metal Metal Thursday L. <laughs> and when I remember when I posted the flyer, somebody I want to say it was I don't know how the fuck I remember this, but I want to say it was Rusty from uh, oh what the hell band. Uh, it, Empty Orchestra, remember, remember that band, H Y E O, H Y E O, the fucking uh, Empty, o- yeah, yeah, it was yeah. like some Japanese fellow's yep. name, right? Yep, Heisai Yasukawa's Empty Orchestra, whatever. Anyway, I remember. I mean? think I remember. I don't know. Why would you name a band like that? I think Empty Orchestra is what karaoke translates to. Okay, so I don't know if that is the gentleman's name who invented karaoke. Really? I don't know. It was. Anyways, okay. I think it was Rusty. Well, that's a good I, name. I, 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 just, I just remember <laughs> the comment when I posted the event on Facebook or on somewhere. He, he said it was Metal Thursday L, and he said Metal Thursday Large. <laughs> large, I know, right? <laughs> that's great. I'm like that. That's fucking great, man. What? What? So like, when we book Crowbar, we need to book Crowbar to play. Fucking, what? What would be the appropriate like? Fucking like Crowbar Roman numeral? You think XXL? But it can't be just be fucking. <laughs> Fuck, are we, did we miss the opportunity to book that? <laughs> XXL isn't like big and tall. like you know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fuck. I'm trying to think. I don't know. With, with the the most saddest. I mean, it's like you get the large and the XL, two, three, four, and then you're done. You only get four of them. And then it just goes to fucking. <laughs> actually, it's three because it'll go to fucking the 40. I, I guess so. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, that's the way. I don't know where where we're going with with this. With we're going no. We're going straight yeah. to hell. Fucking, it's <laughs> fucking burning minutes on nu- Roman numerals. Fucking, <laughs> five hundred years later, we spent five hundred five minutes on fucking. Hey, Roman you know, numerals. this is good because nobody ever asked me about this shit. So, I'm, really? you know, there's questions that I've answered, you know, a thousand fucking times that you know it's been done to death. So, well, I'll tell you the thing though. What I like about Monday Thursday. And why I like supporting it. Okay. Is that fucking, and this might be a little fucked up on my part, because fucking I'm just a jaded old motherfucker for the most part or whatever. I don't know. I get a little bit bored with a lot of music. I get a little bit bored with a lot of the fucking tours that might be appearing at the more popular places and such. I don't necessarily get my mind blown. Yeah, I feel that. So there's been instances where I've really had these incredible cathartic moments at Ralph's, particularly at Metal Thursdays. And... They're real high and lows. One, I love fucking watching a band come in that I never ever fucking heard of and know anything about, and they just blow me the fuck away. That's one of the best things, yeah. Oh my god, fucking Vector was like one of my favorite examples of this. <laughs> play, you know, fuck, no, don't get me started on that. Yo, but bro, like yeah. fucking, like they played fucking, and like nobody fucking was there. Yeah. Nobody, nobody. Oh yeah, the Thrash Legions were fucking, you know, all sitting at home with their thumbs up their asses that night. Yeah, you know, I, the thing about the Thrash metal motherfuckers, like, uh, he's a little bit upset about them not supporting. Fucking for a bunch of people that say they're so hardcore, you know. They're not really the best supporters, you know. Yeah, that was a disappointing show. That was also on a Sunday. I mean, that was what 2010, but so Black Future was out, and I don't think know. many people knew how good Vector was though back then. Straight up, I mean, they were like f- nobody knew. No, like, they were fucking amazing that night. Yeah, you know, like, like everybody got like pretty much like a private Vector show. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, and they played for 45. Like they fucking. 
yeah. you know they they got big fat songs well there were, there were problems with that show from the from the from the beginning but uh yeah well the other side of this coin is that as sick as it sounds i love watching the band go up there and suck i love <laughs> watching a band go up there and just bomb or like get uncomfortable and fucking mm-hmm. just <laughs> fucking be no good like i kind of like really enjoy that like i kind of like laughing at it well, and like there's different kinds of bombing too yeah there's bands that have the goods you know but they're just not they they're not ready for prime time when it comes to playing live and delivering it you know and then there's bands that just like are not good you know that are just a disaster yeah um, that's what i like watching yeah i like watching the bands that just aren't good and uh, are a disaster yeah i mean <laughs> Yeah, it happens sometimes. I don't want you to name anybody in particular, but it's just it's happened, and it's <laughs> given me some of the most thrilling laughs in my life because it's very, it's the equivalent of like me not. Some of the hardest I've ever laughed is in situations when you know you're not supposed to, and you just hold it in or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like I've seen that, oh, dude, so many fucking times. <laughs> like it's really it's a real pick me up. It really is. Yeah, well, I mean, also both of us being performers, I mean, we know what it's like to play a play an off show and, you know, you know, like, it, it's like, oh, fuck, we suck tonight or whatever. You know? <laughs> so, yeah, on, on the one hand, sometimes I see it happen and I'm like, oh, fuck, this is, this is, this is awful. This is like, you know, and I can kind of laugh at it, you know, but at the same time I feel for him, you know, like. I think I'm more more capable of laughing at it when it's something that's just not my thing. So like mm-hmm. a power metal band, like yeah, like well, go up there and kind of slop it up. I'm like, it's <laughs> kind of funny. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, I think yeah, you, you've got you've got maybe more strong opinions on uh, on bands, on live bands than I than I might. I think you know we 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 differ on, on our opinions often. I think when we're you know watching watching the show and talking about whoever's playing have you ever had yeah. a moment though where you just like start laughing like I'll, I'll be real with you recently that band silver talon played yeah and they had so much fog that nobody i was doing the lights and nobody could see the band <laughs> anymore <laughs> and, yeah. like at one point i just started laughing hysterically because i was like this is fucking it was, silly you know, like, and they were fucking sick they were phenomenal they were i mean <laughs> and talk about a band that you know they were on point. They were totally prov- the yeah. fucking goods live. I mean, they sounded amazing. They were fucking, you know, swinging the fucking guitars around and banging their heads and fucking putting on a, a great show for a, you know, not, not not a huge crowd. Right. Um, but that fucking fog ruined it. It they filled up the whole room with fog, and uh, we had to leave the room. Jackie Ke- and I had to leave the room because it was, it was it was too fucking much. Kevin and Mike Z played a fucking foghorn loop. <laughs> Mike C has done that. Oh uh, my god! Of, at least a few times. I'm up there playing Thin Lizzy, and they got a fucking like a fog. It was like, oh, like, you like, know what? Oh, it was coming in over the. PA. I'm not gonna say which band it is, but he definitely did that during a band's uh, set. <laughs> like, and there was set. no, and there was no fog. Really, there was no fog. Um, or maybe the. Uh, Come on. Maybe I'm remembering it wrong. I, uh, I don't know, but he definitely played a fog hundred. <laughs> Who was that? The Electric Sinners or something? <laughs> I can neither confirm nor deny that. I think that the, there may have been. I don't know. I just remember it was it was it was just a, a completely hilarious thing, and it made me laugh. Like that, so. <laughs> Fucking foghorn. <laughs> and sometimes you laugh at things that maybe you shouldn't laugh at because you're supposed to be 
professional. <laughs> exactly. That's why it's so funny, dude. <laughs> but come on. I mean, I fucking price is right bands when they're fucking taking too long to set oh. up, and that's not exactly professional. All but, right, so know. that's one of my favorite things to do, too. When a band takes forever to fucking oh. set up their shit, you yeah. and I have fucking gone up there and played the Price, price is, is Right, those motherfuckers. Fuck yeah. 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 That's what you say. I'm going to play Price is Right. They don't fucking stop playing. I'm going to play Price yeah. is Right. Yeah, so yeah, Price is Right. Price is Writing is a, is a verb, in case anybody Absolutely. is not aware. Is yep. If you are getting Price is Righted, yep. that means you're in a band that is taking way too fucking long to set up on stage. You're delaying the schedule of the show because maybe it's one member, maybe it's fucking everybody, maybe whatever. It doesn't matter the reason. If you are obviously taking way too fucking long to set up without like... A damn good reason you are going to get the prices right music played over the PA until you fucking get your shit together. And so we did that recently to somebody for longer than we've ever done it. I can't remember who the fuck it was. I can't either. I can't. Like, if I remembered, I, I would totally tell you because yeah. I wish I could remember it was a couple right of now. Months ago, but yeah, it, it was, was. It was this yeah. year. Fuck. I can't remember. Yeah. And like we played it like okay, like it's a it's like a good like fucking one minute loop and like we ended up rolling it like eight or ten yeah. times like it was like ten minutes of just and the prices right. So the best the best prices at least my, personally was, the best uh, prices writing ever was um it was last summer uh, twenty seventeen it was a show that I booked as a favor uh, for a headliner that drew a lot of people um and one of the the they picked all the support bands except for one uh, I picked one but so one of the support bands that they picked were taking fucking forever to set up and uh, I was like fuck this I had prices right of them and um, <laughs> it, I think it was like one guitar player that was like you know really taking a sweet ass time or whatever so as soon as the fucking music started he was like back there fucking with his amp right as soon as the music started he turned around and he ran up to the front of the stage and he screamed don't tell me what to do <laughs> and like he knew exactly <laughs> Like I've never seen somebody be so quick to realize what's happening and what it means. I'm like, is this a phenomenon that like you know like happens other places? Has this guy been prices righted before somewhere else? Like, I, I don't. It was it was just completely like organic, and it happened so fast. It was just it it made it ten times funnier to me. And uh, hey, you know they got their shit together and they started their set like thirty seconds later, so it worked. Really? Yeah. Really? But he was he was very upset that somebody was telling him what to do. My goodness. Yeah. <laughs> My goodness. It is interesting to see a band, especially when they get angry. Fuck. I don't know. It's one thing when it's not their fault though, because we had like I know recently uh, we had the show with um, Davia horrendous and yeah, and the power what the power strip <laughs> Yeah, so the fucking giant power strip that's fucking like covered in diamond plate and like bolted onto the stage was not, it just stopped working. Yep. So like scrambled all over the place. Steve's fucking in there flipping breakers and shit. Like, what the fuck's going on? And like, yeah, the fucking thing was unplugged. (laughs) Yeah. And that's the thing. That's like, that's a different type of bombing. And it's like, it's one thing like when you're just doing that, but it's like, there's another one like you got a ton of shit to plug in you take forever to fucking plug it in you get ready to play and then you just walk off stage yep. and put on a costume or makeup too mm-hmm. it's like you gotta be fucking kidding me yeah like, or like <laughs> oh okay i just took like you know i was supposed to the breakdown of setup was supposed to be 15 minutes um but i just took you know 20 25 minutes and now i'm gonna tune my guitar yeah like no you tune it when you're off to the side warming up before the band before he finishes you know or whatever like unless you can tune your fucking guitar and like 10 seconds 
have that shit done before you get on the stage. You know, like fucked up. Yeah, the shit like that annoys annoys the fuck out. Of me, I see so. it all the time because that's the thing. I just I'm I'm conscious of it as you know somebody who's playing songs trying to fucking be reasonable and play not just the same shit or like an entire album fucking. You know, so I'm like, all right, five minutes. You know, it usually comes out to be about four songs per break. If it's mm. done correctly on yep. a 15 minute fucking thing like that. And that's the thing the situations that occur, you're like, fuck, we're running fucking 25 fucking minutes fucking on just this one band. And, you know, I mean, I got to fucking be up early in the morning. Fucking some people drive an hour or two to fucking be there. You don't mm-hmm. want to keep them up. You know, you want everybody to have a good experience like that. You know, I don't know. There's no easy way to fucking really kind of, uh, Handle it other than just fucking take care of it. Yeah, get yeah. it done. Be trying ready. To keep, trying to keep know? a show on schedules, uh, you know, one of the things that never gets, uh, you know, a lot much easier. Like you got to pay attention. You got to remember to, you know, and you got to be able to crack the whip a little bit, you know, or 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 tell a band, hey, you got to cut a song. You took too fucking long, you know. And yeah. even I'm guilty of, of, you know, sometimes I, I don't want, I don't want to do it, you know. I'm like, oh, okay, you know, whatever. Go a few minutes. You know, I still make mistakes all the time. And, you know, I yeah. have regrets about stuff like that. You know, there's been shows where I've not paid co- close attention like I should, and uh, you know, bands have gone on way too late, and yeah, it sucks. But you know, you you try to learn from it and do the best you can. But you know, it it happens. Yeah. Well, I don't know. It's a lot of shows to go to. It's weird. Fucking not. We're very fortunate to be mm-hmm. in a situation where. Not even so many the volume of shows per city per capita whatever, but like the fact is you have this ability to fucking book somewhere fucking yep. so frequently and it's so inviting and welcoming. I mean, this podcast program would be nothing without fucking Metal Thursday, especially with fucking Ralph's. You yeah, know? I'm sure so people like, you know who listen are surprised when you do an episode that isn't tracked at Ralph's. You I know, know. <laughs> it is weird. It is weird. It's different though. I don't know. I'm trying to do different things. You know, I don't want to just yeah. do like the Ralph's thing and fucking, you know. Oh. I'm moving yeah. on from sit downs. Sit downs at Ralph's don't happen no more. So bro. I like your, your man on the street ones too. Like, I, I, and I was there when you did the first one. Remember when you went mobile at the Maiden yes, Show last he summer? Drove when us. We went, yep. Yes. Uh, we had a great fucking time. And yeah, that was a, that was a good episode. And uh, I got to get back know. to the next one, bro. Yeah. Fucking. But that's going to be a good tour coming up. Yeah. So I meant to get this out of the way at the beginning of the interview, but no, I'm not the next fucking Frank Mullen. You're not. No, I'm really? surprised you didn't ask me. And I wanted to fucking, like, <laughs> what was that episode? Like 40, 45 minutes? But uh, yeah. by the time we got like 10, 15 minutes in, I'm like, all right, <laughs> enough with the are you the next Frank Mullen shit. You know, I made it through all fucking 45 minutes of that episode <laughs> listening to you ask a hundred fucking people, are you the next Frank Mullen? Are you the next Frank Mullen? I was like fucking yelling in my car while I'm by myself last night, like driving, like, yeah. like, would you shut the fuck up with the Frank Mullen bullshit? Like, oh, I know. <laughs> but that was, that, that was what made it a great episode though. It was, nobody can be Frank. It was, it was funny and it was getting a reaction out of me, you know, and it was just you like being you and, you know, just going with a gimmick for the episode and, and it, and it just, it worked, you know, and it was different. Oh yeah, you know it had that like you know Staples man on the street interviewing like random people who have no idea like you're just producing a microphone from out of nowhere and going up to people and like hey can I interview you for Direct Input podcast? You don't say the F A K E News Network anymore. I right? used to like that, but I like the um, F A K News Network. Yeah. <laughs> but um, <laughs> it's a Shambly Brothers Boy production. Yeah, it, so so <laughs> I enjoyed it, and it also you know it, it it annoyed me a bit, you know, and it got a reaction out of me, and at the end of the night I was like, you know, like fucking Staples. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Cambridge, Middle East. There's a lot of people to talk to. 
I don't know what yeah. else, you know, you can't just have complex fucking conversations fucking when you're just approaching people and shit. But I, dude, as somebody who laughs at bombs, that's why I fucking keep it. Because, you know, the uncomfortable fucking aggravated fucking tackiness of it all is kind of like, eh, it's kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, it, 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 you know? It, it works. Like, like, like I said, you know, I it was entertaining and yeah. it got a reaction out of me. And sometimes, you know, that I mean, if if you're getting a reaction out of somebody then there's some value to what you're doing, right? I know they say that about fucking, like, you know, talking about, like, even the Private Pats movie earlier, Pig Vomit. Mm-hmm. He has that revelation within the... To be NBC has that revelation when fucking they understand that fucking the people that hate him are actually giving them twice as much ratings yep. as the dudes yep. that oh, The average turn fan listens for, you know, for uh, 45 minutes. The reason uh, we want to see what he says next. The average Stern hater listens for two hours. <laughs> the reason given, they want to see what he's going to say next. Yeah, yeah. I'm, dude, I've, I've been listening to Stern every day for uh, since what? My probably my senior year in high school. Really? Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, and I'm not one of these fucking Stern fans that's like you know like oh I worship Howard. Everything he says is fucking gospel. Oh he's so amazing. Blah blah blah. No. If, uh, not a day goes by where I don't listen to the show and say out loud like shut the fuck up you stupid asshole you know when he says he says so much dumb shit that I disagree with or whatever and he's such a you know fucking just cantankerous old, fucking old prick sometimes you know oh yeah but I like the show you know, I it, too. it's a fucking <laughs> comedy show well I like Richard Christie I like Sour Shoes oh Sour Shoes is the best man hey, fucking genius yeah What's your favorite Sour Shoes impression? I couldn't tell you. They're uh, all like, like they're all fucking fantastic. I like his Jackie the Joke Man. Oh, f- I love Jackie the Joke Man too. Oh, That's... Man, I, I hate Jackie. Bro. <laughs> I, I got Jackie the Joke Man fucking double albums on CD, bro. I like Jackie. All right, I support Jackie. <laughs> I love that shit. But see, that that's one of the, the that's constantly gets a reaction out of me. If when they're you know playing yeah. an old fucking episode on Stern Anthology or whatever, and it's one of the old ones where Jackie's there, and you hear him in the back and just go, I'm like, oh Jesus Christ, fucking Jackie, just shut up, you know, like. <laughs> You know, it's getting a reaction out of me. You know? But I know that he had a value to the show where he was sitting there writing jokes and fucking slipping them to Howard, you know, or whatever. But like the cards. Yeah. That's what they call them. That's all. <laughs> it was all that uh, that was. He would just slip them cards, like index cards with jokes on them. Yeah. He'd just feed them lines. Then he would fucking. <laughs> and like, you know, the stern, like the super fans that just like fucking worship him. You know, like the fucking idiots who, you know, Marianne from Brooklyn and, and Bobo and fucking all those, you know, like, <laughs> just like, no, fucking just shut up. <laughs> yeah, dude, fucking like, what's interesting about Stern is that there's definitely a uh, an era where you have your fucking pre-NBC, NBC, fucking, what, K-Rock, and then uh, Sirius, yeah. which is... I think the weakest fucking of all of them, in, in my opinion. I mean, I, I prefer him doddering that fucking FCC line, mm. not re- you know, just fucking doddering on it. And now he gets over there, uh, you know, he can do whatever he wants. But it's like, I, I'll give him full credit. I think he's a fantastic interviewer, but like, oh, I, I don't enjoy gets- this as much as fucking him. Like, I'd rather fucking, fucking, um, what's his name there? Billy, uh... The Red and Stimpy guy, Bill West. Bill West, dude, yeah. that dude's a fucking genius too. Like everything, like, like that that whole ensemble would bring there was fucking what I was into. And 
Other than Richard Christie these days, I don't know what else there is really. Like I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I like interviews. I like, like Ronnie Sex Tips. That is pretty funny. <laughs> well, Ryan Lumadrava is freaking pretty solid. That is that is pretty funny stuff. Yeah, but again, he's yeah, he's a fucking moron. You know. Yeah. Oh yeah, I voted for Trump. Yeah, he would run the country like a business. Yeah. yeah you know, he's, he's fucking stupid. But That's you know what? Thing. He's fucking comfortable with himself, and he fucking doesn't give a shit what anybody thinks when he talks about all his fucking crazy sex stuff or whatever. And he's like, "What's the big deal? Why are you making a fucking big deal about it?" You know, and everybody else is. You know, I bet you fucking Howard Stern only has sex with his wife in fucking missionary position through a fucking hole in a sheet or something. You know, like <laughs> you know, and he fucking thinks that anybody who uh, is a little bit freakier, uh, you know, there's something wrong with him. You know? Yeah. So yeah, good on Ronnie. Yeah, <laughs> you know what the hat of it though still for me honestly it's weird is that fucking um well it's not weird but I'm an Opie and Anthony guy yeah or a ch- I'm one of the the, the WAF 13 year olds that would call up yeah. and fucking tape it off the radio and shit and they had such a rivalry with him that it's kind of like prohibited me from fucking enjoying most of the Stern stuff yeah you know? I don't know I never uh, I never had that experience I mean I, I think they did that fucking what April Fool's thing or whatever where they said Menino was dead. That's not fucking cool. You know? Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know too 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 much about him, but like, you know, I guess it seemed like they were trying to, you know, put him in their fucking crosshairs just as a way to fucking you know get put over. You know? Right. True. And that's pretty much the only way you could do it in that industry. It feels like, but it's like the end of an era where it's like. I don't know. Ever since the serious stuff's come along in more ways than one, like it's no longer really edgy because yeah, it's well, not this mainstream thing, you know. Yeah, like, I mean, I, but I think he would have retired if he didn't, you know. Like I mean, they say that his new agent or manager, or whatever, um, that woman, man, what's her name, Marcy Turk, I think. Right? Yeah, I don't like know. they say that she's you know responsible for his whole like you know toning things down, you know, like uh, they don't say uh, you know you know Gary it's now Gary the Conqueror and Wendy the slow adult you know and like all the subtle changes that he made you know they don't things that they don't say on the show anymore and this and that but you know what they get fucking a list guests in there you know every week to sit down for an hour hour and a half you know and like he does some great fucking interviews you know yeah. and like I know there's some people who have been listening for you know 35 years or whatever and like oh he's not edgy, as edgy anymore and he does you know he's he's too fucking politically correct and this and that I think that's bullshit he's not he's definitely toned some things down and I think but I think it's calculated to add different value to the show um, you know that's been going on for almost 40 years now you know yeah. like would you rather have him just fucking retire and go away it's weird though seeing him in the flesh sort of take on the role of like trying to be the edge lord though. Where like during that rock and roll Hall of Fame speech he was talking about fucking sperm counts and fucking Yeah. You know, whatever else and then like, you know, I've seen him like even with Letterman and shit and it's like Yeah, uh, he's out yeah. of control. He, like yeah. you know. It, it's not the same personality that like really he's like fucking honed in. I know he's not like early in the morning and shit. But, you know. Yeah, I just like that he's he's always gonna just he's not, he's always gonna be honest and just talk about it. You know, he talks about his fucking jerk off habits every day. You know, mm. and it's funny, mm. it's fucking funny to hear yeah. somebody go and talk to millions of people and talk about how they fucking went on you porn and and fucking looked up uh you know stepmother porn. It's just that he talks in a real way, and you know he's not one of these fucking you know. 
morning zoo assholes who fucking yucks it up. Hey, everybody, how you doing? Well, that's what I liked about Opie and Anthony, though, was that they attacked fucking morning zoo motherfuckers left and right and, like, got fucking rabid about it. Like, fan base is fucking shutting down MySpace pages and shit and fucking, like, you know, Facebook pages getting raided by dudes with dick pics fucking, you know, like, all because fucking they do a hacky morning show. Yeah. And, like, that's what's fucking, that's what really impressed me about OP and Anthony was this complete fucking war on all that shit. <laughs> so it was natural to sort of go to it fucking Howard. Yeah. But, like, this footage recently, because Kumia has got a new book out. You can find it on, he, he did an audition for fucking Howard Stern, like some voiceover shit. Well, not like voiceover, like some impersonation funny guy. Yeah. You know, there's been situations like that. Like, uh, I remember back when Richard Christie won. I think it was on like ABC, whatever station like that. Howard TV was being played on. It wasn't uh, E. It wasn't E though. Like they had a oh, Howard the Saturday Night Show that yeah, was on CBS. The, right, think, right, right. Yeah, yeah. See, yeah. that's right. It was on CBS. Yeah, and like I'm pretty sure they announced like Richard Christie on that. I'm not the, like the highest. It was, like, uh, it was like 2003 or four. Huh. I don't know if they still had the Saturday Night Show. There, I but, thought they uh, might have. He was wearing a death shirt when he got on when they announced him as the winner. Yeah, if you know, what, I don't like watching the t- the 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 TV stuff. Too oh, I much. love it. I love it. Like so, I mean, yo, I the have. Jesus twin shit. Watch the Jesus twin shit with fucking like. Yeah. Oh, that's. I fucking- have watched some, you know, but like I, I like the theater of the mind kind of thing too. You know, yeah, like true. just imagining what what the people look like and you know. I don't know, watching, I, I, you know, I have the app now, you know, with like the, the video or sometimes if there's like a, you know, a really good segment, like when they had King of All Blacks in a couple of months ago and uh, he did the, <laughs> did the uh, he judged like the fashion show for all, <laughs> oh, really? I for, hear for that. like all the staff members. Oh, it was fucking hilarious. And the visual was great. It was great. King of All Blacks does this thing because he's a garbage man and like he would like racially profile garbage. <laughs> <laughs> like they oh, brought in like a, all this. He's a fucking maniac. <laughs> he's a fucking maniac. But that's why he's 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 great. He's radio gold. You know, like he's because he's for real. Yeah, he's that fucking fucked up. Yeah, you know, and he's for real. And uh, you know, and I love how yeah he gets a reaction out of people again too. You know, like, oh fuck yeah, yeah. So so the other thing yeah. uh, that appeared, I, I it actually got me thinking about you. Um. Because on Amazon, they have a documentary now that features this dude. Um, and you have long used this uh, in in the industry, so to say. At the end of a long night of booking shows, we play a little get-the-fuck-out music, right? Mm-hmm. And you have been a champion of Wesley Willis. Uh, not for a while, but yeah, I used to do the Wesley Willis, yeah. So there's a documentary. It's like... Oh, the, not, the Daddy of Rock and Roll. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, I got the DVD. Oh, I watched that the other night for the first time, man. It was fucking... Wow! Yeah, like, I, like I knew, I I knew the guys got things going on and all that, but like that was that was a fucking pretty impressive little documentary for like twenty years ago. Like it's very ambitious, yeah. you know. Like so, I I ordered that um actually from because he was on Alternative Tentacles Records, uh, uh, Jello Biafra's label, um, and I ordered uh the documentary on DVD and and a t shirt, one of his t shirts, um. See, I wish they fucking talked about this in the documentary because I didn't know he was on Jello's fucking label and like fucking like it was that deep. Like, yeah, really. Um, he was. I don't know what when he he became part of the label, but at the time that he, of his death, he was he was assigned uh, artist on Alternative Tentacles. I remember the the statement they put out when he died. Um, but yeah, no, that documentary's 
like really really good and it i mean what an extraordinary person oh fuck yeah you know like and i regret uh deeply that uh he played a show at uh tt the bears in cambridge i want to say it was 2001 uh and i didn't quite realize i had just been introduced to him like earlier that year i think so i didn't quite realize like what a phenomenon he was you know like that he actually had fans but i was just like oh wesley willis yeah oh yeah let's let's go you know we don't need to buy advanced tickets like that's there's no fucking way that's gonna sell of course fucking got there parked went to the front door and it was like tonight's wesley willis show is sold out i was like fuck no shit um so i didn't get to see him and then he died a couple of months later damn yeah yeah, um, and even though I heard, you know, from people who, you know, had had been there, like, like yeah, it was kind of just awkward and weird. And then, like, you know, I met him afterwards, and he just the headbutting. It was really awkward, and him, you know, just going say raw, say roll, say raw, say roll, and he won't stop until like you fucking like feel like okay, Wes, and like back off, you know, like. Uh, so it, I mean, <laughs> it, yeah. I definitely am a am a fan of um, just like what a you know once in a fucking million years kind of person he was you know and like you listen to some I mean sure it's funny to listen to like the bestiality songs or whatever you know like fucking <laughs> taste a mountain goat's ass you know <laughs> suck a, a woolly spider monkey's raw dick with Tabasco sauce you know like yeah it's funny but then you listen to like you know chronic schizophrenia. Yeah, but yeah. that's on chronic. Yeah, that's on the chronic soundtrack. Of, yeah. And yeah, I mean, oh, how ugh. fucking profound is that to just hear him like That song belongs Yeah, that's like And that's how they open up that documentary is by yeah. playing it's like him on a fucking city bus getting fucked with. Yeah. Like straight up getting fucked oh, yeah, with by some dude and he's like, Yeah, I'll play rock and roll. And then, like, they fucking play chronic schizophrenia yep. in the background while it's just him fucking staring off into the fucking void. And you're like, bro, like... Yeah, and that was half his life, just riding the fucking Chicago City bus. And, you know, like, that that fucking scar on his face. Yeah. Like, yeah, some fucking other guy, like, went nuts on him and pulled out a box cutter and fucking sliced his face. Yeah. And uh, what song... Oh, he's doing Time in Jail. That's the, the song that he wrote about that. Really? <laughs> about the, that might have been with the um, Wesley Willis fiasco when he actually had the backing band... Um. So, 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 what's the fucking um, Morbid Angel song? Morbid Angel. That's what it's called. This this band played at the whatever the <laughs> venue's name is. About seven hundred and fifty people attended the show. The jam session was awesome. It whipped a mule's ass. Morbid angel, morbid angel, morbid angel, morbid angel. Rock over London, rock on Chicago. <laughs> He Pepsi. did that song. Uh-huh. He has that song be for like like ten other bands though. I think. Oh right? yeah, there's one like, uh, Broken Hope. I think really? he did a Broken Hope. He, he actually, pro- I think he toured with Broken Hope. Nah, really? From Chicago, yeah. I th- yeah. I want to say they did a show in Springfield. Um, it might have been like the year before I discovered. I remember somebody Fuck told me they here. went to see Broken Hope. It might have been like at an Infinity or somewhere in Springfield, uh, one of those old clubs that closed down, and uh, and uh, it was Broken Hope with wesley willis really yeah that's fucking mind-blowing dude that's i that's crazy i i can't prove that it happened but somebody did tell me that 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 it happened and that they were there we should have booked like immolation and blowfly together or something (laughs) fuck that would have been fuck man (laughs) 
<laughs> uh, Blowfly played uh, played Ralph's. I know, I and I, I didn't see that until yeah. after I saw the documentary. Yeah, same, I mean, I knew it was happening, but I hadn't heard of him until after, um, yeah, when the documentary came out. Oh. And that's just good too. Yeah, like that stuff's actually legitimately really fucking good. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Again, talented, talented guy who you know just uh, you know got known for. Uh, just being crazy. <laughs> well, well, Dan from fucking uh, Fistula, Paddock Records, fucking he put he put out a seven inch for fucking uh, Blowfly. Well, Blowfly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was one of the last seven inches that he did. Uh, it's fucking crazy. There's <laughs> been so many fucking crazy people that have played over there, dude. It's hard to keep track, obviously, but you know what can do? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. So hey, this is a good time to give you the gifts that I brought. Well, well, you got a Crown well, Royal. What is oh, well, this? it's in a it's in a Crown Royal bag. The fuck is because this? Because I have so many of these fucking bags at home. The fuck is but this? No, I want to thank you for cooking dinner for me and having me over. So making shrimp and scallops. Gonna have swipe fish later. Some French cream and mushrooms. Yeah, and, I'm uh, looking forward to that. Actually, I need beans. to open that auxiliary beer in a second. Auxiliary. But, uh, yeah. What the hell is this? This is a, a Christian shirt. Whoa! That um, holy shit! I have not worn in a very long time because uh, do you wear XLs? Oh yeah. Okay. I had a feeling I'd, you might. So, um, this is like a retired uh, shirt of mine. Bro. That doesn't fit me anymore. Bro, this is the Conqueror shirt. F- yeah, fuck yeah. That was bought from, I think I bought that from them on the on the tour. Holy shit. Uh, dude, you know what's cool about this? This is, holy shit, you're blowing my mind. Holy fuck, dude. Thank <laughs> you. Thank you. You're welcome. I don't fucking, I'll give you a, a hold on. I give you a very limp handed sh- <laughs> limp The cold handed fish. Uh. <laughs> Shake my knuckles. Here. Yeah. <laughs> no, fucking, uh, I actually have this shirt that's beat the fucking hell. I can't even wear it. Uh-huh. Because what happened was is that, like, legend has it that it was bought at probably the same gig you was at with fucking, and Max and, like, Alan, like, both, like, from Goratory, like, fought over it or some shit and there was like holes in it (laughs) so like they couldn't wear it i'll have to show it to you but it's like it's so beat down and like it's so like beaten down like you can't even wow there's still like bevel on this fucking text no i kept that one in good shape and uh, it's uh holy shit dude you know i know that's your favorite south american uh band and um you've always been a champion for christian so uh oh fuck yeah never stop the christian chant yeah i wanted you to have it dude thank you very much dude God, there's like no cat hair on this yet. It's nice, <laughs> nice and clean. <laughs> Dude, thank you. I saw Christian that night. Fucking the suffocation gig. Smoked a, smoked a nice joint with Moises. Yeah. Afterwards. Oh, you mean what? A couple of weeks ago when you tracked that episode? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Frank no. Mullen gig. Yeah. Fucking <laughs> the the hunt, the talent search. Fucking. <laughs> uh, I like their new album. Fucking. The, that's another band that's never really disappointed me with. Uh, Suffo or Christian? Oh, Christian. Oh, okay. Now, I like Suffocation a lot too, but I'm a bigger Christian fan than I've, you know. Yeah, I am. Um, I think Conquerors is actually the last one that I own. I only have mm-hmm. uh, that uh, Apocalyptic Revelation. Is that the one before? Yeah. Before they signed the Century Media. Sure. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. I think Century Media gained rights to that or something. So I have the one that came out on the whatever label they were on before. Um, I like that one. Um. And yeah, Conquerors came out, and you know it was what Rattan produced that one, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it, it seemed it felt a little sterile to me. I don't know, like, and I just kind of didn't didn't really follow along their catalog after that. But so I, I'm sure I probably there's probably what m- multiple albums that have come out since then that I'm I've missed out on. But. Yeah, no, there's a lot of Christian out there, but Conquerors to me is a fucking real, real fucking pinnacle. Of just 
death metal, especially for like that era where like I don't know. It was it was the it was 2000, man. This is like Slaughter of the Soul sort of era and like it, hearing that sound and style was like so welcoming to me, you know, cuz it was beyond the melodic yeah. fucking wave that we were just flooded by around yeah. here. Well, know? yeah, I mean then, you know, the fucking I love power trios, right? Oh yeah. The death metal power trios, sure. you know, like fucking awesome, right? And Cyanide. Uh, yeah, and they just um like I love Apocalyptic Revelation. That album just fucking—it's just so it's angry yeah. and fucking, you know. And it, it doesn't have fucking like quantized drums and everything. you know. It's a little bit sloppy, you know. Yes. And it's just fucking yes. pure, brutal, fast death metal. Uh, I, lo- I I like that shit. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, dude, honestly, I, there's something about it. It's like there's certain areas, particularly all of South America as a continent. I think they're just so raw and honest down there that it it's such a fucking unique thing to fucking find with metal these days because everything's so perfect. Yep. And when you find shit that's fucking rough, rugged, fucking ugly death metal, ugly like that, like it's it's flawed. That's really the strongest shit. It's like the purest shit to me. Yeah. You know, whether it be fucking alcohol or fucking pot, like that just to me has like a higher content. Like it's not like <laughs> refined down and perfected into the certain fucking palette or whatever. Yeah. It's just like, no, dude, like that's the purest shit possible that you could get, you know? Like, yeah. I don't know. I got this, I, I'm working with this band from Brazil. Mm-hmm. I haven't even announced this yet, but I'm announcing it now. Oh. Fuck. Breaking news. <laughs> <laughs> a direct input podcast exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, this this band Death Slaughter from Brazil. That's a great band name. Fuck yeah! <laughs> and this kid, fucking, it's just like this one dude down there, fucking doing shit that's just fucking got that vibe. Everything I've just talked about, like that fucking rough around the edges, but honest, earnest, fucking energetic, fuck you attitude that fucking. South America does better than anybody. When you say one, one, it was just like a one man project, like where he plays everything. It's like a Berserker first album kind of thing. Or? Yeah, it's it's uh it's the, it's gonna be uh an EP where um he just released this uh, something this year. It's one of my favorite things. It's called Resurrection of an Antediluvian Demon. <laughs> um, I've played him on a mix or two, but it's very like first wave black metal, like very like. Italian hardcore, Japanese punk shit, like yeah. fucking like just like angry fucking like sort of shit. He's a lot of fake laughs, a lot of <laughs> you know, like ah, oh, love that shit. Like, yep. but it's just like natural and like it's so pure. Like in the end, I'm like, I can't, I don't know, dude. It's like that's that's what's up. It's like it's like it's very um uh, <laughs> the listening habits that we have and and pursuing live music and and going to all these shows it is it, it's a high that i think we're all trying to find it's definitely stimulating it, it, as much as like somebody with nicotine or fucking opiates could probably understand honestly it's it's a rush of information mm-hmm. and and possibilities or whatever right so like finding a fucking like a raw fucking like this <laughs> gem of fucking like yep. pure fucking substance like yeah, fucking you find like music that makes you feel that way it's something uh, special definitely oh, yeah. fucking amazing dude it's amazing <laughs> But that's the thing, dude. I don't know, man. I think about I think about retiring down to South America. Yeah. I'd probably do it instead of Europe. You know, people will say they want to retire, go to fucking Prague or whatever. Yeah, I'd I'd probably go to France, but but I'd I'd love to live in like even Ecuador or fucking fucking high high country Peru or some shit like yeah. that, you know? It's crazy. 
Yeah. Um, well, retirement, that's such a uh, far out thought. <laughs> uh, I don't think I'm ever going to stop working. Yeah. I'm always going to keep hustling. Dude, who, who the fuck knows, man? I mean, you know, we still got... I want to uh, stop living. What, like 20, at least 25 to 30 years left in the workforce? Oh, at yeah. least... Who the fuck knows what the world's even going to be like in five years, 10 years, 15 years? You optimistic? Uh, I try to be. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I think there's a lot of problems, a lot of problems that need to be solved um, that could be solved, but probably won't have anything done about them until it's, you know either too late or really fucking close to the threshold of being too late. <laughs> and it's not going to be pretty. You're talking about climate change or just political Not climate. just that, just everything, man. Yeah. You know, like fucking, uh, I don't know. There's, there's a lot of ugly shit going on. A lot of ugly, ugly shit going on. Is there anybody in particular that should be taking responsibility for this? Anybody, any one individual in particular? Mm, groups of people, philosophies, fucking motivations, and, you know. No, I think the greatest minds that we have are already, you know, addressing this this type of stuff, but they're not necessarily the people who are in power to, you know, set that stuff into motion. So, uh, I, I don't know, man. I, I don't know if any one individual or group of individuals can, uh, you know change the course of uh <laughs> where we're headed uh but yeah i hope so and i don't have the answers you know i just try to do my best to you know do what i can for for myself and my family and, and the people around me and uh you know yeah well you live in a city which is interesting to me yeah i've never lived in a city well i live in the borders of a city but you know you know where i live it's not you know yeah like, well, it's not you like know. you're fucking triple decked out or whatever, you know. No, I live five minutes away from you know downtown Worcester, but it's you know, pretty sweet. I live, you know, my neighborhood uh, abuts uh, conservation land. You know, like I got fucking, you know, wild animals walking through my backyard and shit. You know, I wake up in the morning and I hear the birds chirping. But if I want, in five minutes, I can be right in the heart of the city. You know, so. See, I think about the end of the world know. too much. I think about what's gonna happen when fucking like the electricity goes out. Uh, yeah, or a fucking, you know, one of those electromagnetic pulse fucking bombs or whatever they talk about that can knock out all uh, what do electronics. Mean? What like, are they talking about? I heard this. What is that? What is it? Like, if you detonate, like, some sort of a bomb or some sort of a device, like, at a certain altitude over, you know, a populated area or something like that, where you can, like, knock out, like, all, like, just completely brick any electronic device... Um, really? Yeah, I, I I wish I remembered exactly the term for what I'm talking about, but yes, I think such a technology exists. Um, you know, or what if fucking satellites get taken out, or you know, who, who knows? Yeah. What if fucking life radiation, after, yeah. uh, dirty bombs, fucking who, who knows? There's so many f things that could just completely be game changers and fuck shit up, and be like, oh wow, okay, life as we know it is going to change very significantly right now we've had a lot of rain uh, up here and i think it's partially due to the fact that there was these crazy wildfires in california and there was like this 
large amount of smoke and all this shit. Mm. Point being, too, was that fucking weather patterns and all that stuff and climate gets fucked up and shit mm-hmm. changes. And it's like, I just think about that stuff, too. I'm like, wow, what if we have, like, no more sunshine? <laughs> like, if it's just, like, this, like, rainy-ass fucking planet where fucking, you know, it's, like, Alien 3 the whole time or whatever, <laughs> you know? Like, some sort of... You know, weird, fucked up, fucking, you know, ice age. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of sh- lot of shit to be worried about. You know, and I think part of the reason why a lot of stuff doesn't get addressed is because you know people who think that you know a fucking religious text from a couple of thousand years ago, you know, written by people who didn't understand anything, uh, you know, tells them that they're gonna you know be rewarded with eternal uh, paradise or whatever you know when jesus comes back and 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 takes them with them or whatever you know like people legitimately believe that like you know if something bad happens to the planet like oh oh well we know this book tells me that we're gonna you know we're, we're gonna go spend eternity with jesus and god and fucking whoever you know like so many people believe that oh yeah that they're like oh well you know, it's God's will. We're in we're in God's hands. You know, like there's nothing we can do about anything. Like, yeah, like I think that's a problem, a big problem. I understand why a lot of people believe that, but you know, it's it's an issue. Doesn't it seem like though that the Christians and whatever else Christians, more so even than the Jews and the Muslims, might have an inclination? Maybe we're just a little desensitized because we're largely. And doctrine to be around Christians more than mm-hmm. any of those two other groups. But there's like this inherent fucking doomsday scenario around it all. And furthermore, too, it's just like kind of like fucking fucking with the po- political fucking nature of stuff more than anything else. Yeah. Well, those are the people that are pandered to, um, you know, by generally one party, <laughs> yeah. you know, and are, are you know, who, people who, who vote based on, uh, and not even necessarily example on Christian values, but who's going to give them things, you know, that, you know, or, or uh, legislate in such a way that is going to please them, you know? Uh, yeah, it seems like more of these fucking, that side of the coin fucking really ch- chooses to uh, identify with legislation that, that benefits them directly. Yeah. Not so much fucking mm-hmm. their neighbors. Yeah. You know? I think it's, uh, the, the you know, the current president, you know, and, and you know, his, I mean, can you point to him and be like, he's a, a good example of a mo- more Christian morality? Uh-huh. No. Not at all. No. But he's the one who says, we are going to stop dead right now the assault on judeo-christian values in this country you know and we're i'm going to appoint pro-life justices and this and that and you know what and he's fucking delivering on those things he's yeah you know that's what they want i know uh, see I knew, I knew we were gonna eventually get into the well, stuff, yeah, so. I was saying, you know. <laughs> you know. so yeah i mean i liked it when he legalized sports gambling that was pretty sweet yeah, look and, and and again i am no fan of donald trump uh, or Republicans in office, uh, no, you know, fan. In, in, no fan, no fan, not even a single fucking. Like, but that's not to say that no, no. This is where I think people go wrong. You can't just blank and make a blanket statement that like somebody because of what party they belong to, or that you don't like them for this, that, and the other reason, but that they're not capable of doing anything that is po- you know, is actually positive. You know, 
Like it's it's just you know it, it's not true. Even you know fucking Obama did some you know some pretty like heinous shit. Obama right? was pretty fucking hot. And you have the yeah, and you have the people who, who like treat him like he's a fucking saint. You know, like and uh, like he, oh yeah, he, yeah. Oh, you would just look at the immigration stuff. He fucking yeah. deport deported. Or he, he, a considerable uh, number more uh, than fucking George H. Uh, George W. Then how many know? years did it take him to get on board with uh, same sex marriage? You know, I mean, like he yeah. had to. You know, Biden actually came up before him. Yeah, you know, yeah. And when his leadership was needed on that issue, and uh, you know, like, oh, I don't know. I think we ought to have civil unions and this. Blah, 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 blah. Like the, the yeah. Democrats, as much as you can agree with their policies, I don't think it's far fetched to fucking assume that they suck as a party, though. The way that they oh, operate, the way yeah. that they fucked up the whole fucking Bernie Sanders thing. That's, Man, yeah, no, I'm, no, I've been, I make no secret about the fact that I'm, I'm, you know, a lefty left motherfucker. But I don't, I've never considered myself a Democrat. Right. I wouldn't, you know, if somebody says to me, "Yes, I'm a, I'm a lifelong Democrat, registered Democrat," I'm like, "Well, good for fucking you." I mean, like, what does that mean? You're, you know, you're attaching yourself to. A party that you know changes its fucking uh, uh, you know official agenda every what th- four years or whatever, and doesn't necessarily stick to one thing or the other or whatever, and just kind of goes with whatever way the wind's blowing, you know. And uh, like, no, you're an individual who has the ability to form your own opinions and this that. Why do you say I'm attached to? what this party says, you know, is their platform and, you know, like, it just doesn't make any sense to me, you know, on either side. Right. But, you know, so yeah, it, it, it that annoys the shit out of me that like, you know, I'm very left-leaning on a lot of issues, but at the same time, the party that is known as the left-wing party is so fucking impotent, you know, and has such fucking, just a shitty record of uh, <laughs> doing nothing. Yeah, it's it's very <laughs> Being frustrating. Complacent, it's you know? very frustrating. So yeah. yeah, I think a huge problem is the fact that there's just one party on one side and one party on the other side. And yeah, okay, oh the Libertarian Party, the Green Party, whatever. Like that's no. I mean, what's the one thing that Trump's done that's upset you, like the most? What's the what's the most upsetting thing he's done? Um, that's. It's hard to say because um, I'm I, I hate the way he I'll just point this out too I hate the way he is as like a diplomat and I, I hate the way he talks I never liked the guy to begin with yep. so that's a whole thing to it but regarding legislation leg, you know like bills actual political shit that he's done what what is the one thing that he's done that's fucking pissed you off um fucking with transgender people really um that's particularly upsetting. Uh, I think he presented himself as LGBT friendly when it was convenient for him. You know, when he was, uh, you know, there's the picture of him holding up the fucking rainbow banner that says LGBTQ for Trump, you know, with a big fucking stupid smile on his face, you know, like, but you run for office as a fucking Republican, you get into office, like you have to deliver on shit like that, you know, to please your super religious conservative base you know and i as a person who has you know transgender friends and uh you know even if i didn't like who feels strongly that um they should have the same rights as everybody else um i think that's particularly troublesome 
uh, when you're talking about legislation, you know, going after transgender people in the military, right. as recently, um, this, they were going to try and uh, uh, what officially define uh, gender as being like only you know some sort of, basically saying that transgender people have no like legal status, right? Something like that. Um, yeah, I wish you would. Leave the leave people the fuck alone in that regard. Uh, as far as legislation, that's it. As far as uh, just things that he's said, or things that he's um, not taking a, a strong position on, I think definitely enabling uh, the, uh, racists and mm, yeah, uh, South Carolina for example. Groups. Yeah. yeah, yeah, very fine. fine. That was yeah. that was on Virginia, yes. Charlottesville, Virginia. Yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah, so I yeah. think there were some very fine people on both. Sides. You know. And like, oh, do I? I don't know. Oh, I don't know David Duke. I don't know who David Duke is. Oh, yeah, I know who David Duke is. But uh, oh, should I disavow him? Uh, I don't know. Uh, okay, do you want me to disavow him? But I can't because of the, you know, like he, he basically, you know, says he can't take a stance against. Says yeah. or does not say what is necessary to at least signal to those people that he's with them, you know that he's with them. Yeah, um, and I think that's extremely dangerous. Um, I think that we're fortunate to live in, uh, you know, in, at least in a section of the country where it's not as much of an issue as it is um, in other places, but it's it's spreading and it's troublesome. And uh, you know, I'm uh, I've been frightened since the the morning after he won the election because uh, you know that was a signal to certain people. You really feel frightened? Yeah, absolutely. Like fucking Michael Jake Fox, like fucking running around with the fucking Grim Reaper and like oh the Frighteners, <laughs> good movie. <laughs> I don't think that fuck that guy. He ain't gonna come. He wants to come here and take my shit or fuck with me. Go ahead, but fucking like try, go on, try. It. But like you know, like I don't know, man. Fucking, eh. he's a cocksucker. Oh, I can't say that. Can I say that anymore? Sucking cocks is, you know, something that. (laughs) I mean, I don't ever understood why like cocksucker was a bad thing. Like, you're a cocksucker. Because he, well, he is a cocksucker because you're talking about fucking. And (laughs) it's unfortunate I have to make the coincidence on the LGBT. (laughs) But like, dude, like you said you were, but now you're not. Like, so you're just sucking this Republican Party cock to fucking do your fucking thing and get what you need. You know, like you're fucking whoring yourself out. He's a fucking whore. I guess that's what really, yeah, you know, well, cocksuckers. Everybody, everybody's a whore yeah. <laughs> to, to some degree. We're all cocksuckers. All right. But, uh, look, why, why, is cock, why is cocksucker a bad thing? If, if, like, if somebody enjoys sucking cocks, if that's something that they enjoy doing, and they, in fact, suck them, then they're getting to do something that they, that they like. Yeah. And it's like, you cocksucker. Yeah, I like sucking cocks. So what? <laughs> like, <laughs> doesn't <Yeah>. make sense. <laughs> yeah. Of course... That's just one of those things that I've evolved on over time. Like, I used to call people cocksucker, too, but now it doesn't make any sense to me. Well, he'd probably call... <laughs> I don't know. He'd, he'd admit... I think Trump would admit to being a cocksucker. It came down to Russia. I mean, uh, he's pretty much admitting. He's like, what? I do business over there. I do what I got to do. I don't Something know. Like, I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> who, who, who knows? What do you think is going to happen with that situation? We're going to see tapes of uh, P? Uh, are there going to be uh, allegations and, and definitive evidence that fucking... The penthouse was going to include Putin. Um, probably. I don't think. I think. 
a lot of it's not going to make a difference to the to most of the people that support him. Uh, and that's where it's going to get interesting. It's going to get interesting where um, it gets to the point that there's some sort of legal proceedings that go that are going to go forward and to see what his next move is there where like you know if they tell him like again what if you bill maher says this all the time what if he loses the election in in, uh, 2020 you think he's really gonna leave like you you think he's just gonna say like oh yep the election was legitimate i'm i'm gonna leave office can you see that happening no so if they fucking you if the fucking u.s marshals or the fbi or whoever fucking shows up to the White House to fucking put cuffs on him and, and take him into custody. You know? Oh, I just want to see a fucking... Th- <laughs> I want to see him go to jail. What do you think is going to happen? Uh, you know, I want to see my leaders go to jail. I want fucking... Yeah, my hope is that he spends the rest of his life in jail. Really? Because I think that he's, you know, he's definitely guilty of... And again, okay, I haven't seen evidence with my own eyes. But I I think, you know, there's enough smoke... There's there's some fire there, you know, and I think that shit's gonna come out. But I'm not confident that it's actually going to result in that. Uh, <laughs> How sweet would it be if he took ending. out the rest of the Republican Party? What do you mean? Like they do, they just stop being Republicans because of Donald Trump. They're like, we can't, you know. No. It's one thing that these Christian right moralists, right? That they're, they're fucking totally behind this dude who's fucking been paying off fucking porn stars with campaign money. Yeah, but they'll, no, they'll, the party will survive. They'll, even if they have to disavow him, they'll, they'll regroup. There's too many people, it's a fucking tribal thing, right? There's too many people who identify with, that's their team. These are my people. This is who I stick with. It's like fucking Yankees versus Red Sox. What's wrong with Yankees versus Red Sox? Oh, fucking Yankees suck. Oh, they fucking suck. Well, why do (laughs) they they suck? Fuck you. They They just fucking suck because they fucking suck. Jeter sucks. Fucking Don Mattingly sucks. Fucking, uh... Absolutely. Oh, fucking, uh... They, they all suck. Ah, Boston sucks. Eh, fuck them. Eh, fuck Big Poppy. Fuck Nomar. Fuck Pedro. <laughs> uh, well, well, no. Why does Pedro suck? Why does Nomar suck? Oh, they just fucking suck. Fuck you. You know, like well, that's Nomar. Re- yeah, I'm with you in the Nomar. Well, yeah. whatever. I don't fucking know. But, uh, <laughs> that's Republicans versus Democrats. It's fucking Yankees yeah. versus Red Sox. Yeah. Political version. Right. You know, and, and that's not going to change because one party, you know, because the, the Republican Party is having a crisis. You know, where they have to fucking prop up this fucking guy as their leader who is clearly not the, you know, moral purist that they would like to have. You know, that, you know, that, look, if Trump's out, fucking Pence is just going to slide into that fucking president spot. And uh, unless they got some shit on him, too, you know, but I mean, at least Mike Pence is we can deal with him. We know how to deal with a Mike Pence. You know, we can predict what a Mike Pence is going to do. Donald, yeah. Donald Trump, you can't fucking predict what he's gonna do. Yeah, like Mike Pence, I don't think is the type of dude that fucking does stuff and has like a lawyer that just fixes shit for him. No, Mike Pence doesn't have a fucking lawyer that just is there to strictly pay off fucking porn stars that he's fucked. Like Mike Pence doesn't necessarily have like you know 
uh, means to go to Russia to talk to fucking Putin about fucking whatever, you know? No, like, Mike, no, Mike Pence is getting on his fucking knees, you know, at the side of his bed every night and fucking saying his prayers to Jesus and... Are you calling him a cocksucker? No. Oh, all right. No, I'm not. Checking. I didn't say anything about sucking, sucking well, he loves, cocks. He loves Jesus and he gets on his knees, you know? His, yeah, well, you know, his, his, uh, his wife is probably next to him. That his wife that he calls mother... You know no that he way. calls his wife mother? No. Yeah. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> he calls his wife mother? Yes. Mother Pence or just mother? I don't know. Uh, look it up. But he, he, he refers to his wife as mother. Oh. Um, that's so upsetting. No, but I think he's the fucking, you know, the altar boy, uh, you know, that, <laughs> mother. <laughs> that the Republican Party would love to have as their, you know, the leader, the, their, uh, their top guy. Why can't you just call her mom a ma? Like like a normal per- I mother. Know, dude. This is, I, I, I don't don't ask me to get into the head of somebody like that. Like, I t- well, no, know. I want I want to go there. <laughs> if that guy goes to a fucking party, imagine imagine some dude showing up at Ralph's and be like, "This is mo- <laughs> like mother." F- I, I don't want right. to. <laughs> so this is yeah. That's <laughs> such a fucking crazy concept to yeah. you and I. But there's people who fucking think that that's like you know normal. <laughs> There's millions right. of fucking people that like are like yes that is an example of a, a good strong Christian man. You know, it would make sense if I was at a fish concert. Why would you ever go to a fish concert? I'm just saying the hippies. Okay, I, I'm not. I'm not failing to see the connection between hippies and because they're uh, like yeah, super like, right wing Christians. Well, you got that yeah. Mama Cass. Fucking, she's halfway there. Like fucking, like you know, like Mama Cass. Now yeah. we talking about the mamas and the papas. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. She choke on a ham sandwich. Or There's got to be hippies yeah. that go around like they're like this is brother fucking brother Chris. You know, <laughs> sister. You know, like there's dudes that do that. But mother, like, wait, bro, you're not in the fucking like. There ain't no fucking like. Prairie home, dude. Like that's just upsetting. <laughs> you shouldn't have to use mother. Like, what is this? Old, okay. This fucking old world fucking diction. Right. What the so f- it's one of the many, many, many things that I just do not understand about how the other side uh, 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 thinks and, and exists. And, Central Mountain Time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Very fucking Indiana type shit. I don't know. But anyways, but we've seen Mike Pence's before. We know how Mike Pence's act when they're in office. You know. The, the Trump thing, he's just blowing up everything that anybody ever, you know, knew as as uh, possible, <laughs> you know, as, as a reality. Oh, yeah. He attacks the media. It, it's just <laughs> like, yeah, him attacking the media is like going to be one of his signature like diplomacies, honestly. Like, that's what he's going to be known for is just challenging the people that write history. Well, I'd hardly call that diplomacy, but, you know, yeah, it's like. But it's like his agenda. It's just like nothing we've ever seen before. I mean, can yeah. you imagine fucking, you know, George Washington or John Adams or Thomas Jefferson fucking tweeting four or five times a day, you know, like, you know, uh, Lincoln, oh, fuck the Confederacy, those those assholes, oh, oh you know, oh, the Civil War, oh, there's some very fine people on, on both sides, but, you know, like, I mean, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just, you know, even <laughs> fucking Obama. George W. Bush, you know, even the most recent presidents in this fucking new, uh, you know, internet age or whatever, you, you didn't see that kind of shit, you yeah. know? Like, so this is just blowing up everything that we ever knew as as possible for what could be our, our reality as Americans. And uh, it's, 
it's crazy. It's really fucking crazy. You never know what you're going to wake up to the next day. What if it's President Winfrey? President Oprah. Okay, so I'm not for that at all um, for many reasons. But at the same time, we know a President Winfrey isn't going to attack the civil rights of LGBTQ people or you know, uh, go after fucking, you know, refugees or fucking, you know, you, you know, some of what you're going to get if a person on the left is elected, you know, some of what you're going to get if a person on the right is elected. Right. You know, and that's the same thing with Trump versus Hillary. Like Hillary Clinton was a fucking terrible candidate. I'm, I'm not a fan of her personally, you know, but at the same time, you knew what you were going to get. You knew you weren't going to get some fucking crazy ass extreme right wing shit being pushed on us you know right and to me that was enough to make the decision absolutely uh you know i don't like i actually hope that she won and that somebody would you know flank her from the left you know uh or or, you know an independent or a bloomberg or somebody would fucking you know go take her out in 2020 you know like okay we can deal with this for four years you know what if it was mel gibson on a horse yeah mel gibson on a horse mel gibson who's proven to be racist anti-semitic and you know i'm talking about william wallace fucking <laughs> mel gibson <laughs> if he showed who's up a, on a, horse. who's a extreme <laughs> extreme <laughs> right-wing christian yeah okay <laughs> yeah who's, who's he who exactly is he gonna flank and from what from where <laughs> william wallace Longshanks, uh fucking whatever that battle okay. was oh okay it's, it's been documented is there something about shanks and uh I like Shanks. Shank, wait, flank or Shank? Long Shanks. Shanks. Did I, okay, say I said flank. Long flank. Shank is no, like what s- you get when you're in prison. No, like, no, no, bro. Yeah, that's the thing. You go, oh, uh, flank him. Like, there's that scene. It's like, oh, flank him. Flank. And like, oh. But there's Long Shanks. That's the king. That was the king of fucking England that they were fighting. Uh, I Long know. Shanks. I, I've never watched Braveheart. Pre- so I don't You've know. never watched Braveheart? I mean, I've seen like bits and pieces here, but like. It's a good movie. It's good guys versus bad guys. Fuck the English. I don't know, man. Fuck I'd, I'd rather watch Lethal Weapon 2. Like, you know. huh? Lethal Weapon 2? You've already watched that much? You ever wonder what, like, if, if you're a South African, yeah, like a, you know, like a white South African, and, sure. you're, and you're watching Lethal Weapon 2, who do you, like, <laughs> who do you root for? I don't know. Yeah? I don't like, know. I don't know. Like they make they totally make the South Africans to be like the the you know just like I the can't awful enemy Leaf. in that movie. Dude, like diplomatic immunity, Joss Ackland. You don't remember that? Come on. No, I don't because I think four is the one I remember the most with uh, the Asians. Yeah, with Jet Jet Li's I, first uh, yeah. American movie role. That's, yeah, that's it. A yeah. Great, yeah, and Chris Rock. That, that's a great movie. Yeah, yeah it is good. And that, but that's the thing, because like when that came out, I love like I still love watching martial arts movies, and you know I made a point to watch it, uh, Jet Li and all that. I remember fucking was that uh, Bell Gibson like sm- like smashes some like Indo China gangster's face into like a desk, and then he makes like a pork fried rice. Yeah, yeah, pork pork fried rice, yeah, or, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, they def- there's definitely a little bit of like the yeah. Yeah, more, more, I don't think more, millennials would approve of Lethal Weapon. That was 4. like ninety eight or ninety nine. <laughs> yeah, that was that's more like eighties style uh, ethnic humor. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. and it was, and that's the thing. It came out yeah. ten years after the eighties, and you're like, okay, they're yeah. still doing this. Yeah, um, <laughs> you know, eighty. Yeah, geez, the eighties movie, eighties movies were were hard on Asians. Like, yeah, yeah, they were fucking. 
What do you got there? Pretty bad. Even if they were like harmless, they still would like have a gremlin that would fuck shit up. Like, you know, like no matter what, like Asian people got a fucking, they were blamed for like some sort of problem. Or they all, you know, had, fucking, had a camera and were, you know, like acting just like crazy, you know, like tourists taking pictures of everything. Or, oh, yeah. Know. Uh, what what was what was it? Sixteen candles. Uh, I've never lo- seen long, that. Long, long, oh. The guy's name is Long Dong. Stop. Yeah. Really? Sixteen candles. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. The 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 Asian uh, character is an exchange student or something like that, and he's like, "No more Yankee, my wanky, huh?" You know, it's oh, it's so bad. And now you got a and Sponge writes a song about it. Fucking five years later. Huh? Yeah, you don't remember that band. Sponge? Yeah, Sponge. Yeah, Plowed. Yeah. That song, that song, fucking sixteen candles down the drain. Isn't that about the fucking oh, thing? I don't know. Spon- uh, Plowed is the only Sponge song that I'm aware of, and that's one of the greatest fucking rock songs of the '90s, if you ask me. But what, uh, in a world of human wreckage, oh, it's such a great fucking song. It is good. It's amazing. It is good. one of my karaoke staples. But really, uh, yeah, really, yeah. I didn't. Know well, that. I wake up some dream <laughs> I made. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I guess it's reality. So, so really, you you stand up there and you ask people to say a prayer for you, and all, the whole nine. You, you go, say a prayer <laughs> for me, for me, for me. I even do wow. the fade out. Wow, yeah. you you really pulled off that. Wow. No, I don't think stereo. I sing it great or anything, but it's a fun song to sing. Yeah, that's a good song. I haven't yeah. heard that song in a minute. Yeah, I'm gonna play that when we fire up the computer again. That's the one. One like yeah, I mean, when I still listen to AAF, that was you know. Like there was like a a year or two period where like that song was like every hour they played it like that and like far behind by Candlebox. <laughs> yeah, you know that's kind of like this weird note though where like I keep getting pissed off about like all right for example I'm involved with listening to sports radio and Ugh. all these guys there was some offshoot of some fucking thing where the guys are trying to be hip. And they talk about there not being any good rock music that's come out in the past 30 years. 30? Yeah. And I'm like, guy, like, it, it's one thing to say that. I understand the 90s when it wasn't exactly the hottest thing going, like, fucking, you know, from 97 to, you know, 99, you know, Rage Against the Machine, whatever, you know, that's a thing, tool. This so, And the, the fact is, though, is that radio itself has died out so much that people just aren't necessarily fucking shoved down you know they don't they don't have bands shoved down their throat no more fucking yep. telling them what's good or not and the real music fans have to now go out there and fucking determine what's good and that's you know not to get all fucking microeconomists but the free market fucking really show, like really shows up with fucking you know who's the best the cream of the crop does rise to the top at album sales it's no different with metal you know like we, well you know it's to a point I mean when you talk about pop music I think it's a completely different thing um, and the way that we consume consume music now, uh, especially people who are into pop music or whatever, they usually just go for whatever the easiest delivery method is, right? Mm-hmm. Now, people like you and I who are into underground music, you know, we still got the... I mean, I'm just going to look around this room right now and I see hundreds of uh, records and tapes and CDs and stuff, whatever. If you if you listen to pop music or just whatever, whatever is popular, you know, like you probably don't have all that kind of stuff laying around your house right you consume your music through spotify through you know fucking whatever pops up in your facebook feed from uh i was jackie and i were watching something on youtube this morning and uh a fucking like on our apple tv the autoplay was enabled right so like after we watched the video that we chose it then just 
went to the next thing and it was a fucking Ariana Grande video. <laughs> like, you know, like a song about the fucking guy that she just broke off her engagement with like a month ago. And the, there's already a fucking song out about it with a fucking video like a fully produced video and it's like right there on my TV screen. I did not even choose to watch it. Right? We were watching we were actually watching Jackie's YouTube channel. She put up a, a video that she took from the Metal Thursday the other night. Yeah. And it fucking went into an Ariana Grande music video, brand new. And uh neither of us knew what the hell it was. Like it started out with like this weird intro and we're just like, what the hell is it? You know, and then before we knew it, the fucking thing was over and we had just watched it the the whole you know, the whole song. Like, that's how you get introduced <laughs> to new pop music these days. Yeah. You know, you can just be looking at videos well, on people YouTube. people aren't watching MTV no more, bro. MTV it, still exists? Does it, I it mean, act, is it even yeah. a music channel? Like, I mean... But, it, all right, so it hasn't <laughs> been... It's been reality TV for, like, 20 years. Even, like, when I was, like, you know, in the, in the late 90s, it stopped becoming music video-centric. Definitely, like, all right, sure, you had, like, your Total Request Live, and they do, like, video awards and all that shit, right? But ultimately, fucking the network itself is like I couldn't even tell you what the reality TV stuff they're doing now is like since Jersey Shore. Jersey yeah. Shore was the last thing I actually kind of fucking yeah. could tell you about that MTV did. <laughs> <laughs> like, I know all about it. <laughs> well, I mean, it's it's just not the the same. I mean, like, look, man, I have a fucking VHS tape yeah. still at my house of all the MTV videos that I taped off of MTV in 1989 and 1990. Back when, before TRL, there used to be something called Dial MTV. Yeah, and it was uh, like the same, basically the same thing. It was like you would have to call in and request, you know, like videos. Where and so they would play like the top ten or top twenty videos that were requested every day, right? And uh, it was hosted by oh, what the fuck was the guy's name? Adam Adam something. The guy was kind of a kind of a dork. He had long hair. He actually was the the initial host of Headbangers Ball until they got Ricky Roxman. Uh-huh. But um. And they would play the fucking top requested videos every day. And I would sit there and I would fucking tape videos off of that shit. And then I would watch them over and over and over again. And then when I had a chance to, to get a, a new tape or, or whatever, a cassette tape, you know, I would like think back to like all the, the videos that I had seen on MTV. And then I would have to like narrow it down to one and like beg my mom to like, you know, buy like one tape for me, you know, like and then I would get it. And I would take it home and I would listen to that fucking tape over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. And I would still watch that video over and over and over again. I still have the fucking video. It's got hair metal. It's got fucking like early 90s, like R&B, fucking New Jack Swing kind of stuff. Like like anything, just anything that was on there. I Like I would just fucking latch onto it. And that was what I was into, you know, because that was the only exposure that I had to new music. You know, um, so it, it's it's very different now. It's just like everything's just like so, like it's not even f- you know flavor of the week. It's like every fucking day, it's just you know there, there's some new shit that they're trying to push on you or whatever. And like there's no. Uh, see, I don't feel like there's a lot of new shit they're trying to push on. If, if you look, if you if you look in the right places, you'll see. And, and I'm talking like about like pop specifically. I think you, you got know? that particularly in country. Yeah, I, I listened. I've never been ashamed to admit. I actually I listened to a, a fair amount of country music. 
And I like all the outlaw shit, and I will listen to the Y Y two country and all that bullshit. Like I know, hate the that pop stuff. stuff. <laughs> yeah, dude, I got friends in low places. Like, but I love Wheeler Walker. Thinks my tractor's sexy, dude. <laughs> I love those songs. That's the thing. I like. I just like songs, and you know, like I think that there's a lot. Of, all eras of that shit is all that stuff, right? But like, country music is this peculiar microcosm of industry where you have particular cities and geographic locations, much like Los Angeles or where, you know, somewhere else fucking where everything's kind of just contained to fucking, you know, that universe. And that's, what's interesting is that I think you do see when you have that, when there's such a strong, that, that strong fucking grip of an industry over fucking the listenership of fucking stuff. Cause country music still, that's the most dominant fucking shit probably in any market around America. You know, when we get out to the Midwest, it's probably going to be six to eight country stations fucking within yeah. fucking everywhere in your dial country and gospel. Yeah. And out here you maybe get, maybe get three out here is a little bit different. Just in Western mass, bro. I can't even get Boston stations in Spencer. I can't. Yeah, but you I know, get hot at stations. Yeah, those, but those, yeah, those country tours come around and people will fill fucking Gillette Stadium or that's wherever. What's up. Yeah, yeah, that's eighty grand right there. That's eighty thousand people that will show up to see a Gillette Stadium fucking country fest. And what's funny is that those motherfuckers will probably create more fucking crime in one night of fucking festival going than any rap concert will too. Either <laughs> straight up, dude. I'm I'm serious. Yeah. Like I, I I've, I've been uh, thinking about doing an analysis of that, <laughs> like trying to figure out who has more like. More fucking police presences, like country or rap. Fucking who's who's a bigger criminal? Fucking, but well, yeah, that's uh, you know, and again, country is is it's it's another form of pop music, pretty much, you know, like. But I kind of like pop music. Well, yeah, well, I mean, look, I don't, I'm not against pop music, like like completely i mean there's some songs that i hear that i fucking like you know I and like there's madonna. Old, what I yeah like madonna. no madonna's awesome yeah. yeah are you my lucky star yes i yeah. am yeah because you shine on me wherever you are, <laughs> are you, all right i'm crazy like- for you josh <laughs> 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 my lucky star christian shirt over here holy fuck but yeah no there's a lot of great pop music but like yeah it's it, it doesn't interest me enough to where i want to follow it yeah. These days, you know. But if I happen to hear something that I like, cool, you know. But uh and also as somebody who enjoys karaoke and used to not anymore, but I used to go to a karaoke bar like multiple nights a week and um What is know. about karaoke that you, you, is so exciting? Okay. So uh I always I I liked it after the first time I did it was in 2005. Um, and I liked it from then on until 2011. I became single for the first time in my adult life. I had been in a 12 year relationship. I was married. My first marriage ended and, um, I needed a way to, uh, kind of force myself out of the house and, and, you know, uh, get out there again, you know, and so there happened, I happened to find a karaoke bar that was not too far away that had karaoke seven nights a week, whereas the DJ used to, used to say, they were the only karaoke bar that has karaoke eight nights a week. <laughs> and, uh, I'm like, yeah, fuck it. I'm just going to go to a karaoke, this karaoke bar and just, uh, sing songs every night and just like meet people and stuff or whatever. And, uh, 
I discovered that karaoke is is really the only way that you can go to a public place um, and have an opportunity to show your personality to everybody in the room um, without like being like a you know obnoxious prick you know like not getting up and being like hey everybody blah, blah, you know you're not announcing yourself to the room you know like like in some like a sort of weird way to like hey everybody pay attention to me like everybody's there to sing right so you have a chance to get up there you've got a microphone you've chosen the song that you're gonna sing and you can you know take a look at the room and see like oh oh it's kind of a uh, you know you know it's a hip-hop crowd tonight or oh it's a it's a it's a pop crowd tonight or it's a whatever you you can try and figure out like what kind of song is going to get people interested in what you're doing and you can show them your personality right you can like choose to you know take yourself way too fucking seriously and like act like you're on fucking american idol and be like oh i'm gonna pick like the hardest song to sing and i'm gonna <laughs> do it so seriously and i'm gonna fucking belt it out like i'm a fucking diva like i'm fucking whitney houston you know like or you can get up there and pick something that you have no business singing because you have a shitty singing voice but you know what you're gonna do it in a really fun kind of way that is going to get people, you know, either either laughing or or singing along with you or whatever, you know, like it's there's so many possibilities, sure, and it's all absolutely. up to you, yeah, right. So I learned that pretty quickly. Like, wow, like this is a way to kind of just get out there and like I had no experience as an adult, a single adult going out there and like meeting women or anything like that, you know. And uh, that was a way for me to kind of jump into that. And it was it was cool. And I met a whole bunch of like new people and, and made friends. And, uh, you know, that was fun for a while. Uh, you know, I, I did that for a couple of years. And then, uh, you know, now that, you know, Jackie and I are together and married again. And, you know, we both love karaoke. Karaoke actually brought us together. But, you know, and we just went and said, ah, fuck it, let's build a karaoke club in our house so we can just... <laughs> <laughs> so we actually uh, have a fucking karaoke club built into our house with fucking like 30,000 songs and you know we can sing karaoke at home you know that's like Andrew Dice Clay what do you mean he's got like a comedy club in his cellar oh really yeah hickory <laughs> dickory dock oh so do you ever go up there and um like uh would you, you sing like fucking House of the Rising Sun. You do all no. the no, no. What? Why not? That's a good song. You should be singing House of the Rising Sun. Um, I thought sure. I, was... if, I mean, if you if you were one of my karaoke buddies and you said I want you to sing House of the Rising Sun, I would go fucking fucking like be like okay. I would look, go listen to it. I would see if there's actually a karaoke version out there, and then I would be like okay, yeah, I'll learn it. I'll sing. I used to I used to do that. Like I would have people say like hey, do you want to sing? Like I'd have women be like hey, you um. Do you want to do a duet? I'd be like, yeah, sure. Um, what do you know? Oh, uh, I know this. Like, I learned some fucking like, like pop, like fucking R and B song with a. Uh, it was like Nicki Minaj and this other this other guy doing a fucking duet. Like, I had no idea who this guy was or what the song was, but somebody asked a woman asked me if I would sing it with her, and I was like, yeah, sure, I'll go, I'll learn it. And I went home, I fucking learned it, and I came back and we sang it together, and it was fucking great, you know. And it took me out of my comfort zone, and I think every time you get out of your comfort zone. You know, that's where the magic happens, they say, right? right? Yeah. Um, and I enjoyed I enjoyed that, and it was challenging, and also socially, it was, uh, you know, it was a fun thing to do. Do you think karaoke can make people better lovers? Better lovers? 
no, I don't think karaoke <laughs> really prepares you for that. <laughs> well, it seems like that. I mean, what's more terrifying than being on a stage in public speaking? Well, it's not speaking. But you're still up there you're in front up of there motherfuckers with words with a on micro- a screen. Yeah. You know. Well, it's a teleprompter. And that, yeah. it, same exact thing as Trump. What's Trump doing? There's no difference than that. Well, you can tell when he reads off a teleprompter versus when he's fucking going <laughs> off the cuff. You know, <laughs> there's a huge difference. Yeah, he's a pretty, uh, pretty heavy improv president. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, but uh, oh, karaoke make you a better lover? I don't, I, I don't know about that. I think. Uh, <laughs> what are you talking about? Fucking getting acquainted with fucking women, going outside of your comfort zone, and fucking being having sharing these intimate well, moments. Okay, well, you're talking about when you say better lover. Sounds like you're talking about sex. Yeah, but it's like also about like being like the type of dude that's like not just gonna fucking be a missionary. It's about the type of guy that learns <laughs> to fucking eat up better and fucking you know it can, get better foot massages. It can help. It helps you interact with people, people that you might not necessarily know. It, you can make an impression on somebody without actually speaking to them. You can. Show your personality, like I said, in a performance, and you don't know who's observing that, and how they're, uh, you know, how they're how they're taking that in, and and what they're how they're processing that, and what they're thinking about you when you're doing it, right? So it's not a karaoke isn't about being the best singer. It's about being good at karaoke, and that's just having fun with it and showing your personality. That's about the best I can explain it. And when you show your true self, you know, and you're not, you know, faking the funk, you're not like putting up this whole fucking, you know, like, like fake thing, you know, like when you're being your true self, people can pick up on that. And, you know, it, in my experience, like that uh, is, a, is a really good way to meet new people and uh, establish relationships. Sounds like you're naked to me. <laughs> That's all it is, just being naked. Well, yeah, I mean, if if you're really, you know, just letting it all out there and just being yourself. Again, no fronting, just being yourself. What is fronting? What does that mean? Uh, being fake, you know, like like you know, being just a poser. A, yeah, being a poser or or, or just uh, you know acting in a way that you th- that you. Th- think is going people want you to act in you know in order to to reach uh you, you know to to get i don't know to get something that you want right and i guess there's a place there's a time and a place for that you know but i mean when you really want to connect with with somebody on a human level like no fronting 86 to fronting <laughs> what's 86 mean i think it means get rid of right really yeah Wow. There's some there's some controversy right now where like some fucking business released a shirt that says it has just has numbers on it. It says 86 on top and then it says 45 underneath. I saw that on the on the on the old social media. Yeah. And it was like a, a restaurant somewhere. Was that what it, I I just saw it really really briefly but it, yeah, it, it so I, it, like some somebody's trying to say that like oh that means uh you you want to kill Trump. <laughs> Hey, did you see that documentary on uh, on death no. on, on Amazon? I don't yet? think I want to. Why? Because I I don't know. Everybody keeps saying like everybody who's seen it. I see them 
saying like, oh yeah, Chuck Chuck was a dick. Chuck was a dick. Chuck was a dick. Chuck was a dick. And I kind of already nobody actually says that in the film or right. Nobody actually. Okay, but says everybody that. that I'm seeing who has watched it and is reporting on it on the social media. I, I reviewed it in my social media and I use parentheses. Yeah. Chuck is a dick. <laughs> like, like I mean, well, I don't. I don't need to. I don't need anything to change my. Uh, ability to enjoy death the way no death is a very important band for me spiritual healing was either the second or third death metal album i ever got back in like uh late 93 right that was a huge 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 deal for me um so i'm not you know one of these people that like worships chuck or whatever and i think i think you see that a lot with like like the younger metal crowd now too like they sort of and then then they all seem to think that like sound of perseverance was the best album too which annoys the fuck out of me but <laughs> really that's a um, really that's an opinion it's a cool it album like, don't get me wrong no, but like, wrong. well i hate i hate the the the, the squeaky vocals <laughs> um, i like my ass kind of cool fucking like i i get annoyed with the fucking the pro fucking human or symbolic crowd because no well, <laughs> it's spiritual healing an individual for me, and actually, truthfully, to, I'll, I'll just I'll just yeah. say this right now. After watching the talk, I kind of got a little down on individual because I didn't understand how rushed that was. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying like, okay, whatever, everything needs to be this organic fucking cultivation of fucking whatever, right? But I was a little like, I don't know, just a little like kind of bummed to like understand that like Annie LaRoque just at Leeds and that was it yeah. like he just pretty much sat there for like a day or two and yeah. and, and that's magical yeah, don't get me Chuck wrong was, it, was, it was such a huge King Diamond fan that like he was just like yeah I need Andy LaRocque to well that's cool yeah. though that's so cool because that's a fucking cool album it really is a cool it is. album I love that it, and I've always said that's like the like one of the greatest lineups in the history of metal oh yeah but like I don't know it's sort of like ever since like even watched Metallica a day in a life I, a year in a life I'm sorry like you, you, you quickly come to understand. It's like, all right, bands don't necessarily function with this evil fuck. Well, even fucking, like, uh, playing field in a studio. You know, James Hetfield does every single rhythm track, and fucking Kirk only does leads. You know, so it wasn't really that detrimental for me to accept the fact that fucking Annie Roke is just a solo, like solo yeah. guy. You know, like I don't know. Like, there's certain bands for me that like. Uh, the, especially the ones that like were there when I first realized like okay metal is going to be a very significant thing for me in my life like this is this is where I this is where I belong you know like this this is this is the world where I I want to exist like you know so this is a lot of those bands that I first got into like I don't want to fuck with that like that memory that I have of what it was like to get into them as a, you know, a 13 year old, 14 year old kid, you know, when you had to actually work hard to be a metal, it, being a metalhead, you know, and it was not easy then, you know, now you have instant access to everything <laughs> that was ever released Yeah, for the past, you know, fucking as long as metal has existed, you can find anything in a second you know, but back in 93, when I first got exposed to, like, death metal and stuff, like, it was, like, whoa, like, it's fucking, you know, 
spiritual healing legion dsi legion uh unleashed uh, across the open sea like these atheists unquestionable presence these first death metal you know like extreme metal albums that i you know had gotten my possession like that was just a magical kind of fucking amazing time in my life being exposed to this music and just realizing how much i identified with it you know so i don't want to i don't want to fuck with that i don't want to you know like death is still kind of like a you know something i can call you know call up my 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 old feelings like in a second just be like oh yeah man i remember when i put fucking spirit that spiritual healing cd in and it was powder blue and it had the blood spatters on it and it looked so fucking cool and i put it in my five disc changer and i press play and the fucking thing closed and a fucking cd spun around and then it went and then it fucking living monstrosity and fucking like i remember every fucking moment of that man it was just you know that's what i like to think about when i think about death same with like deicide legion you know fucking ah that that album is huge for me you know like if somebody came out with a documentary like oh the making of deicide legion or even what you know when fucking uh, Scars of the Crucifix came out and it had that fucking studio documentary in it or whatever and <laughs> yeah. like and then like the video of Glenn fucking like kicking the lizard and shit I'm like these guys are fucking douchebags <laughs> like what a bunch of fucking shitheads <laughs> like, I, like I don't want to think this about yeah. like this band that meant so fucking much to me when I was a freshman in Catholic school yeah. and bought a fucking record you know a, a fucking album from this guy who was selling CDs out of his fucking backpack and like, hey, you want to buy this for five bucks? Looking at like, whoa, Satan spawned the caco demon. Repent to die. Try fiction. Like, holy shit. Like, what the fuck is this? This is so fucking like extreme and dangerous and amazing. Like, yeah, yeah, okay. I won't eat lunch today. Here's my money. Here's my five dollars. You know, like I... I'm very, very, very like close to those memories still, you know, like <laughs> I will never forget what it was like to discover death metal, um, at that time in my life. So yeah, I don't really want my memory of, of death. It's a good answer to be, to be fucked with, <laughs> you know, I don't want to like watch something and be like, oh, fucking Chuck is a fucking asshole. Fuck him. You know, like, no, I still want a little bit of that magic when I, when I go back and, and revisit their catalog. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. That's the thing. It's like I that like I was talking about opening Anthony earlier. There, there was a Anthony Cumia documentary on YouTube. Like some kid on YouTube made a thing about it, and it's all factual. It's all real. It's all stuff I know that's occurred. But it was all put out there in the open for me to like just digest as once. And I'm like, <sighs> like. Respect the dude and all that, but still, I'm like, oh man, fuck, guy's a dickhead. You know, he's just like a, you know, it's like after like listening to that stuff for 20 years, it's like, oh yeah, that's right, they're all assholes, and I'm an asshole for enjoying yeah. it. It's it's like a hard thing for me to like accept almost. Yeah, like, and again, you know? and, and a lot of it has to do with how the way, the way that the film is is made too and edited. And well, it's heavily slanted. The fucking make the dude look like a piece of shit. I mean, I won't. Yeah, lie. and like, and you have no control over that, but you're sitting there watching it, and then you're going to be influenced by it. Yeah. And, you know, you're watching, what you're watching is somebody's interpretation of footage that they collected and edited. Yeah. And, like. 
And truthfully, to, uh, truthfully told, Chris, it's that guy's work and his career is like a large part in why I fucking do this to begin with. And it kind of maybe pumped the brakes on this and be like, do I really want to fucking do this? Why do the podcast? Because you'll hear. I mean, there's a situation. I played it for you. I gave you right at home. There's a situation where I got fucking legit heat fucking on on a band the other night. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, like, I don't want to just broadcast that and fucking do it all the time and make it be what I'm known for. I don't want to be like the angry motherfucker, but like, what's the chances that I meet somebody online that fucking blocked me over some shit fucking. No, that's. Hey, man, that's fucking as relevant as anything these days. Because people get into it online all the fucking time about shit that they would never fucking argue about that, you know, in that specific way if it was face to face, you know, but, but shit, shit gets said, people get fucking unfriended, blocked, whatever, you know, and then you see the person in, in you know, in real life face to face and it's like, oh, <laughs> yeah. It's funny. Oh, you know, like it is pretty. This funny. could go any number, <laughs> like, any different number of ways. Like, it's thrilling to listen to. I won't lie, and like yeah. the, that's the thing. Like, I've never been shy to confrontation. It's like, well, conf- I, confrontation is is a real thing that happens. Yeah, and that'll get fucking documented. That not much. everybody's meant to fucking get along. No, you know, no, not and not everybody can. Not everybody's meant to agree on every single subject. You know, and yeah, no, I I don't think confrontation is something that you should shy away from i mean certainly you know in some circumstances yeah maybe it's a smart thing to do but it's real and you know what sometimes you learn things from it and sometimes you can get past it and actually repair a relationship with a person you know uh or realize through that process like hey you know what this is this is a person that just like like we shouldn't we should not. We should just not fuck with each other. We should just like not have anything to do with each other. We're just not. It's just not meant to be. You know, oh, and yeah. that's good. That, that's good information to have. Oh yeah. Why force it? Why front? No. Front. No fronting. See, I heard that shit. I only heard. I've only heard like a black guy talk say that, and uh, he's like a professor in like a Tupac or Biggie like documentary. <laughs> I, it's like some dude at Stanford. I forget his name. He's like, no fronting. I've never heard of that. (laughs) Such a rube. (laughs) Yeah. But anyways, listen, I've had a great time talking to you. Yeah, yeah. How long have we gone for? It was gone for fucking nearly, uh, what was it, 111, 110 minutes. Well. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. And we, we, yeah, we, well, we've been all over the place. uh, Been all over the place. What is it not, though? I mean, especially with this broadcast. I mean, I'm fucking. I have no agenda whatsoever. Well, with that's this stuff. that's why it's good because it's just a natural conversation, and it just like go. It goes where it, it goes where it goes. Yeah, yeah. it's a beautiful um, thing. Yeah. So I don't know why you still got me here. Well, any uh, few shows coming up. I mean, I know we got December. Yeah, shit's already booking up in March and April. Yeah, we got a few things booked. So. What, what do you want to talk about real quick? Fucking. Uh, well, you got something hate as well. You're playing a band now. Yeah, you're yeah, playing in a band with all Spanish dudes. Spanish dudes. <laughs> well, technically Mexican, Guatemalan. I don't Honduras. believe any of them are from Spain. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, all the other members of my band currently are uh, uh, have origins in uh, Central or, or South America. Yeah. Um, or oh, oh, uh, no, Central America. Yeah, 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 yeah. Guatemala, Mexico. And you guys, you're like this Trojan horse caravan of fucking satanic Hispanic stuff <laughs> showing up on the border. 
fucking well <laughs> yeah i mean i've yeah i've been with summoning hate for uh about a year and f- three or four months and uh so we recently uh are one of our guitar players departed and uh i was playing bass i have now officially switched the guitar um so we're looking for a bass player right now we got that show booked in march at uh at ralph's um without a heaven um ecophagus and garroted garroted it's a matinee matinee show matinee same day as the morbid angel and the immolation at uh at uh, Palladium, Paul Mart. Well, it's like a mile away. How sick is that? You could go to fucking, you could go to Worcester at fucking three p.m. that day and see like eight hours of death metal for like twenty bucks somehow. Yeah, yeah. Um, That's yeah, if you're over twenty-one. But, I'm pretty yeah. excited about it. Yeah, no, Kev had a great idea with that, and he made it happen. And uh, happy that summoning's on it. And you know, we'll we, sh- we should have a new bass player uh, by then and some new material. Just jammed last night. I'm I'm digging being back on guitar. It's been a while for me since I played guitar in a band. Um, so yeah, I'm upgrading my equipment and uh, you know refamiliarizing myself with uh, playing the the six small little strings versus uh <laughs> oh yeah versus the big fat ones. Oh yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, you know that's uh, those guys. Have, I mean, I've known for you know over a decade now and. Uh, you know, it was real great to hook up with them, and uh, I, it's a band that I enjoy being in, and uh, hopefully we got some uh, exciting stuff happening the coming year. So where do we go uh, follow, support you guys, and all that? I mean, we're, you know, we got a Facebook. I mean, we don't... That, the one Summoning thing, Hate. Yeah, Summoning Hate on Facebook. Uh, the one thing that we don't really have is recordings uh, that are a- any kind of uh, recent recording. <laughs> Uh, hopefully in 2019 we, we 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 talk about maybe going in and doing like an EP or something or you know we'll see. Um, but yeah, I think uh, especially where we're going to be writing new material now should be happening in the coming year. But yeah, look us up on Facebook and uh, you know come see us, Ralph's matinee show, March Saturday, March 9th. And then we got the socials with Metal Thursday, MT Booking, I believe is the. Uh complete affiliation so to say <laughs> yeah um yeah we got some uh december we got yeah, metal thursday december 13th the 20th and the 27th plus uh saturday show on uh, december 15th uh for my that's actually my my birthday i booked a little death metal show for my birthday it was the uh, solium fatalis necronomicrist vomit fourth and um angel grinder i'm stoked to see vomit fourth yeah, yeah, they nailed that that fucking old skinless sound. Like, well, lean, don't fucking jump on the counter. <laughs> Talking to cats, but Cat, yeah, yeah, yeah. vomit fourth. Cats are fronting on each other over there. <laughs> <laughs> fucking, I I haven't been this excited about like a local death metal band. I say they're local, but they're down in like south, like southwestern Connecticut. Vomit fourth, like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, I think Long they're like New, too, New like, Haven or that. Uh, what do you call that? There's that, some Long Island guys in that band, I think. Yeah, or what do you call that? That isn't there some valley or something in like well, western lean. Connecticut? Fucking Hudson Valley. Hudson Valley, yeah. Yeah, it's like the other side. It's the rich side. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I think they're from that area. But no, yeah, I'm excited to have them up. And, uh, you know, Solium Fatalis just put out their, uh, what, third or fourth record. And, um, you know, Necronomicrise just, they, they got a new record out, uh, coming out pretty soon. And, uh, Angel Grinder, probably Angel Grinder really impressed the shit out of me. But that Metal Thursday they played a couple of, couple of months ago. So did I. Yeah, great band. 
Um, so I'm really looking forward to that show. You know, my 39th birthday, I'll probably fucking get too drunk and, uh, you know, act like a jackass. Is it, is it true that Sagittarius men have big dick energy? Um, I don't know about the energy, but you know, if you want me to whip it out. <laughs> no. It's <laughs> all good. It's all good. Anyways, on that note, it's been a pleasure. Fucking all that good stuff in between. You know, I, I, I've told you, I hate starting in any of these things, but you know. Yeah. We'll just close on that note. It's been a pleasure talking to you. All, all your fucking wisdom and shit is welcome. You have been one of the uh, more frequently occurring guests that I've had over the years. Well, this is the second time, right? Yeah. Yeah. Know. No, but probably like yeah. I've, I've, you've appeared in many like, hey, what are you doing here? Like moments. You know? Oh, like, well, because yeah, when yeah. we're at Ralph's and I see you got the mic out, I like to oh, walk yeah. up and just kind of like hear what questions you're asking people, and then like usually you, you, yeah. you give me the mic for like you know one one line or whatever. And sometimes uh, yeah, I'm not yeah. gonna tag you up on everything being here every time, but like you know, <laughs> so you know, get people a little bit more acquainted with who you are and yeah. what you're doing. You know? Hey, at least this time you you didn't call me Christopher for once. Christopher, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> You ready to eat fucking dinner, Christopher? <laughs> I don't know, uh, Jeremiah. Jeremiah. <laughs> Josiah. I, Joshua, it was a very Jewish name over here. Fucking, there ain't no fucking like uh, pantomiming uh, Amish fucking bullshit or whatever they, you know. <laughs> pantomiming Amish bullshit. not a very Christian name. Yeah, there's no Christian name. We, we both name. have very, uh, very Religious biblical names. So, so. Yeah, we'll write books about it in the end. How about that? <laughs> yeah yeah anyways thank you for this chapter it's hey, been man. a pleasure sir yeah, it has been a pleasure anytime man All enjoy right, talking man. to you cheers right, later